there's a fetish for basically anything. That's true. You know, it's weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't think I'm that freaky, I guess. Uh, dude, one of, the, one of the shows I listened to, the producers, they made they, they didn't pressure her into it. They just kept made it as a joke to start an OnlyFans with just her feet. Because uh-huh. she wouldn't show her feet. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, you can do OnlyFans. She started OnlyFans, and I heard she's making like 500000 a year right now. Yeah. And no, no news. Just, 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 just her, her feet. feet. So just pictures, like, ankle down. Dude, like that. I don't understand that though, like, because I would imagine there's so much competition on OnlyFans now. I don't understand how these girls even still make money. Yeah, uh, like, I don't know either. Every girl's it's, it's on their that fetish. Now. Yeah. Well, you know, like it's like, um, what was that? There was a movie, you know, and it's like, basically, you know, I'm a guy. I want to see everybody's tits. I don't right. care how old you are. You know what I mean? I don't care where they're at in life, you know, where they're, where they're hanging down to. You just want to see them anyways, you know? Right, why and, not? And I wonder, I, there must be people like that for feet, you know? Or they, you know, I don't know, I guess. It's like midgets. I don't know what it is. Small people. It's uh, You're real offensive. You're the offensive one of the podcast. Well, I'm not running around calling them trolls and shit, like, you know? Oh, my God. You're going to get us canceled, bro. Oh, we're good. <laughs> we're, not, we're not famous enough to cancel. But, I mean, I don't, I don't want to... I don't want to make love to a little person, but I want to see one naked. Like, I don't, <laughs> it's weird. To Bridget me. Like, the midget. Bro, like they have those thick, thick little upper thighs, dude. Little softball player little thighs. Down syndrome booties. Like, <laughs> God, this guy. Uh, am I wrong though? I'm, not, I'm just going <laughs> to, am I wrong? I can't make comments. I'm like, I'm white. I can't make comments <laughs> like that. <laughs> they ain't going to go after you. They're going to come after me. Well, you know it's true. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh huh. <laughs> I can say I have I have little people friends. They're Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe anything this guy says. <laughs> well, um, after that, we'll go ahead and introduce uh, Mr. Raman from RX2 Law. We are here with the king himself. Thanks for having me out, guys. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to do this for a little while, so it's nice to it's finally get out here with you guys. Definitely, definitely. Last one of the year. This is the last one of the year. Well, yep, yep. You know, um, Ramen and RX2 has been a sponsor of ours for most of this year now. Yeah. Uh, we've been working together. We've done some group rides. We've done a bunch of different things. But uh, one of our main reasons, I think, for having Ramen on the show is because I know I have questions. I know Lorenzo has questions. And I'm pretty sure people out there listening have questions that you're the guy to talk to to answer. Because Lorenzo's been in an accident. Yep. I've been in an accident that did, you know, probably could have involved uh, a lawyer, but we, di- we but didn't, you know. But it's not just about necessarily accidents. There's even questions like I think about, like, how do people know if they're properly insured? Right. You know, then I think that's a, a really big question, you know, um, especially for some of the bikes people are riding that have so much work done to them and things like that. And being that you guys specify in motorcycle law, right? you're the people to talk to. That, that, that's the biggest issue is the insurance and everybody um, thinks they'll never go down. Everybody wants yep. to save the most money possible. So they want to get the $15,000 policy, no uninsured motorist coverage. Um, you've got to assume that everybody out there either has the same a 15 or is uninsured in yeah. California. And uh, looking to you. kill you. Right. No, <laughs> I, 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 I was wrong. just going to say, I can't tell you how many times I've had to give the families of death victims the news that says, Hey, <sighs> Sorry that you lost your mother, your brother, your son, your daughter. Unfortunately, the defendant only has a $15,000 policy or they have zero. They say, oh, well, let's just sue them. Well, if a person has a $15,000 policy, they don't have insurance, they're not going to have assets. Yeah, yeah. So we- you're kind of stuck. You know, there's there's not much you can do. Um, 
And this uninsured motorist coverage, it adds literally, depending on what kind of coverage you get, 10 bucks a month, 15 bucks a month to your yeah. policy to get maybe $50,000 or $100,000 in uninsured motorist coverage. And that's probably the thing that I can stress the most to people is up your insurance and that UM coverage is mandatory. You have to get it. You have to assume that you, if, if and when you get hit, the way that people are now on their cell phones all the time mm -hmm. and the car's not paying any attention, that person's going to have a 15 and you're going to need your insurance to kick in to step in the shoes of the at-fault person so yep. you can get paid out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's the craziest time I think we live in as far as uh, distractions while driving. You know, totally. I mean, you you drive around I, and I watch people and you can, you know, it's pretty clear who's messing around a lot of times because they're just in the lane all, all over the place. The other day I was driving on the freeway on the 91 here and there's a guy in a work van. I don't even know what company it was, but a work van driving in the um, the uh, carpool. Yep. There you go. Carpool. And he's kind of like going slower than everybody else, of course, you know, because you got to go slower so you can pay attention to your phone and not mm -hmm. what you're doing. And I look over, he's the only person in the van, and he's just literally driving like this, you know, and, and, and I'm just staring at his phone. And I, I pass him, and, you know, I hit a little bit of traffic, and I slow down, and he, so he comes past me again. I look over, still doing the same thing. This is a five-minute deal now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, you got to be kidding me. You know, mm -hmm. it gets a little ridiculous. Yeah. You know, every, everybody's so worried about, I don't know about they're not getting any good emails. I'm sure you know, like what what is really happening that you're just having to sit there and stare at your it's shit. It's just so an much. addiction. Everyone's yep. addicted to their phone. You know, it, this it, guy's in a company car too. You know, yeah, yeah. he hit someone. You're starting at a million. Yep. You know, going up. So. Yeah. So that's the person to get hit by. That that unfortunately that is the <laughs> well, person to get hit by. Yeah. Here's here. I was I was excited for this. I'm excited for every podcast. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I'm sure there's like a lot of people who are just like me out there. When I started writing years ago, not my like all my life, whatever, but it was 2013, 2014, I yep. started writing. Didn't know shit about shit. Just all I knew is I wanted to ride and, you just know, and it was, it's just like he said, I had just people. wanted some freedom, brother. I had people telling me it's not, it's not if, it's when you go down. And I was like, oh, dude, no way. Yeah. And then sure enough, I got, I got taken out. Um, I was, uh, I was in a, it was a two lane uh, road going one direction. And a truck, it was a, it was a, it was a uh, crane company truck and uh, it was pulling a trailer. They pulled out of a parking lot and they got in front of me in the lane. So then I was behind him obviously. And then he changed in the right lane. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and pass him up. So I started to go and then a third lane opened up and it's the turn lane. It's like the little Island turn lane, you know? Yep. And he, I didn't realize it that, you know, he got in the right lane so he can do a U-turn. Oh, so I guess he didn't know I was there. He did the U-turn right in front of me. I caught the trailer and I, and there I went. Bike was stuck to the side of the trailer. Like he didn't know he hit me. He, that's what I was just going to say. A lot of times with the trailer, they don't know. And yeah. they, they pull out of the gas station, you know, five miles away. And then they see something on the trailer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's, it's like, it's like a fly hitting, hitting a car. Yeah. Nope. Had, had no idea. I, I, uh, I had a flash knockout when I hit the ground, uh, woke up like as soon as I hit the ground, you know, I, I was or rolled over. I don't know. I don't even know how it went. I have video of it too. Yeah. Uh, there was security camera footage of it. Oh, wow. And um, I got up and I remember the only thing I really remember was standing up thinking, oh shit, my back's not broken. And I took a step because I saw the truck taken off. So I started yelling and I was going to chase him and I realized, oh, my foot's broken oh. again. So I was like, okay. And then, um, I, you know, I didn't think of anything, you know, uh, I, I didn't know what was going to happen with insurance. Like, you know, obviously I knew it wasn't my fault because the guy turned in front of me. Right. 
you know, so I'm thinking everything's going to play out right. But then all of a sudden I'm in an ambulance and then I actually didn't take the ambulance right to the hospital. I, I, uh, I begged my way out of there pretty much. It was just a broken foot. I mean, my knee was fucked up, but, uh, I wanted to make sure my bike got taken back to the house, not to a junkyard. So then I had my friend take me to the hospital and then I, I stayed there all day cause they thought my, my hip was broken. I was going through x-rays. Um, and then, uh, I was, I was there all day. I was fucked up. And then, um, I take off and I'm thinking, I don't even know what's going on with my insurance, this and that. I'm thinking this guy's insurance is going to pay for it. And then all of a sudden they're like, no, we don't want to pay for the, like all of a sudden the, the crane company doesn't want to pay for anything. Like they want to do this big old fight, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, cause they have more money than you. I mean, to yeah. fight it. I mean, yeah. You know. So I ended up, um, getting a lawyer. Like I just, I just went on, I didn't know anything about motorcycle lawyers or anything like that. This is back in, I think 15, 2015. And I was thinking, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to look on Facebook. And it was like, oh, this guy has some good reviews or whatever. And, um, it ended up backfiring because I don't want to say it backfired, but, uh, we, I met up with him a couple days later, went over all the stuff of what I could remember. And then, um, he was like, okay, here's what we're going to do. He was like, I want you to go get an MRI, go do all this stuff. Go see my doctor. He was like, my doctor will take care of this, 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 and this. And then, um, so I was like, okay. And he was like, okay. Well, then they said, well, you got to go to a chiropractor two times a week because your, your spine's all fucked up, this and that. I'm like, dude, that's work. And he was like, oh, don't worry. We're going to take get your work taken care of, like, blah, 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 this and that. And I was like, all right. And then not thinking, you know, this is not his real specialty. Yeah. Like, you know, so I'm, I'm just like, all right, I'm just taking his work because it's a lawyer. And then, um, I ended up going for a year and finally like the doctor that had me seeing like just disappeared. He was like, I don't know where he went, man. It was like a, it was a practice in, you know, uh, Eastside El Cajon. And he was just like, yeah, I think he retired. He was like, he's just, he's just not there anymore. I don't know what to do. You know, I was like, well, I just wanted this all to stop because he started telling me, well, there's security camera footage. Cause they asked me how fast we were going. I don't know. I don't remember, but I remember I just took off from a light. So I couldn't be going that fast. So I'm thinking I'm going, the speed limit there is 45. So I'm like, assume 45. So then um, the video footage, he was like, well, we're going to have to get a, um, they want to settle. They want to give you like 3,000. I had like, I think like 17,000 in medical bills and, and the bike was totaled, but I bought the bike back and, you know, this and that. And um, so my insurance took care of that stuff, whatever. But I don't know what the issue was with, with my medical. I don't understand why I had to pay for that. You know, so um, I, the lawyer wasn't, you know, giving me like any, he wasn't talking to me about anything. He was just like, just do this and then we'll take care of this. And then he started to panic a little bit and he was like, well, I'm going to have to pay for someone to come out there and, and um, you know, look at the video and then measure your skid, the pictures in the skid, determine how fast you're going. He's like, if you're going faster than 45, we're not going to win this case and you're going to owe me all this money. You're going to have to pay for this. You have to pay all your medical bills out of pocket. And I was like, well, my medical bills wouldn't have been that big if you, you know what I mean? If, if you didn't tell me to go it here, coax like, you to go do something. Yeah. And I was on top of, cause every, um, chiropractor session, it was like, first it started out three times a week. Then it was down to two. Then it was down to one for a whole year. Yeah. And then, um, I was like, dude, that's, that's at least an hour and a half, two hours. I'm missing a day, you know, per week. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, dude, this just has to stop. Like, I just want to, I want to get out of this so they cover my bills. And he's like, well, they we only want to give you like $3,000, you know? And I was like, what the fuck, dude? And I was like, I just want to break even. So I was like, okay. He was like, so I went and talked or whatever. And if we squash all this, then, you know, we'll, we'll break even. We'll cover my tab. 
will cover your medical bills and stuff like that. And you be like, I never got reimbursed for the the time I missed at work, you know, et cetera, this and that. And and I just felt like I wasn't dealing with somebody who knew what they were really yeah. doing. And then I still have I still have back problems from it, but I think I signed a paper saying I can't go back and and uh try and get something for help from them, from that company. Yeah. You know, but even though I mean it's hard to say. I felt like I thought it was cut and dry because there's there's security footage like <clears throat> clear as day where he he changes lanes. Yeah. And then does a U turn right in front of me. You know, and it, it should have been. And when you're t- when you're explaining it to me, I thought liability sounds totally clear. A left turn or a U turn, an unsafe left turn, a U turn. Um, that's that's cut and dry. Yeah, that's liability's clear. It's on the other party. Commercial carrier, you know, they're starting at a million with their policy. Broken ankle. You said broken ankle. Bro- broken, broken, broken foot. foot. The, the case starts at a hundred thousand. See, so, he he told me when my foot because I had actually broken my foot in January, mm-hmm. January first, I broken my. Uh, my foot and, and some toes. And then when they did the x-ray, they can still see the, the, the cracks and breaks still healing. Right. With the new breaks. So it exacerbated the, the existing injury. It made it worse. See, I didn't, yeah. I know that he told me, it was like, well, this is, he was, cause he said the way that he explained it to me was, and it's, it sounds kind of fucked up thinking about it now. He was like, he was like, we got it. We get more money. The more serious your injuries are. He was like, so, he was like, you only have a broken foot. And then they, they can say that it was broken before because there was old, you can see the old breaks and cracks healing and stuff like that. He was like, so that's kind of out the window. So we're just going to try and get this and that. And I was like, all right, like, fuck. You yeah, know? I mean, a $3,000 offer is on the shittiest soft tissue case. You get hit at five miles an hour. And got a little you, got, road you, rash. Got, you got the neck brace, how they have in the movies, like, yeah. like those guys. You, you got a $100,000 plus case, in my opinion. I don't know all the facts, just kind of based on what you told me right here. But what we would do in that situation is, you know, we'd get the video. Um, I'm sure there was a police report. There, there was. It took, it took um, I mean, I mean, the whole thing took forever, but it, the, the police report took almost two months to get. But did the police report not, not determine liability? Didn't it say? Yeah, no, it, it said he, he was, but they, they were saying, the crane company was saying that, or the insurance company was saying, I was speeding, so I have to, I was at fault for speeding, um, even though... And did it say that in the police report? No. No. So, so, so I mean, this is... Uh, again, I don't know who your lawyer was. Yeah. Um, you don't need to tell me who it was, but it, it just doesn't sound like he did. He knew what he was doing at all, and he didn't do a proper job because that case is cut and dry, and, and, and a broken foot is a big injury. Any kind of broken bone, it's a big injury. Fuck. So what, what, what we do differently is is um, when I get someone that comes in, first of all, you know, we, we, do, we handle car accidents to all types of personal injury cases, but probably 80-plus percent of our cases are motorcycle. So... And we work with really good, reputable doctors. So, you know, he sent you into doctors that you probably signed a lien for saying we're going to pay you at the end of the case. So mm-hmm. what we do is we'll get you in to see our docs. Um, we have our, our people see orthopedic specialists, never chiropractors. I'll only use a chiropractor if it's, you know, deep in the heart of Victorville and I can't find like any anyone else, you know. <laughs> yeah. Then And if there's no physical therapists and if there's no other good doctors. But, you know, we use um, those kind of guys and then um, – We'll send out to any specialists if we need to. You kind of work up the case to make sure that the client gets back to 100% or as close to 100%. You're saying five years later, seven years later, you still have back injuries mm-hmm. or, or back pain. Yep. You know, so, And you sign the release. So, yeah, exactly. You can't go back at this mm-hmm. point. So you wait till 100% better. All the bills, all the records, put those all together. And then demand the case. Um, hopefully, you're able to settle the case with the insurance company uh, pre-litigation. 
if they act up, like it sounds like they did here, mm -hmm. then you file the case. You don't be a lazy asshole and say, hey, just because um, it's going to take a little bit more work, I'm going to have to hire an expert to go out and look at the video and spend five grand. Let's just settle it so I get paid and then you are just free and clear of this. That's not fair yeah. because the, I guarantee you the doctors got paid and he got paid and you got nothing. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, you know, if you have to file a lawsuit, you file the lawsuit and, and that's what you do. You don't just try to say, let me get what I can get. And the client just goes away with nothing, sign the release. And at that point, it sounded like you were, you were kind of frantic and that like, Hey, I don't want to end up with all of these bills. I don't want to end up like having all this debt from this thing. I just want to be free and clear of it. So he, he kind of took advantage of that to get you to sign the release and to wrap it up at a point where it probably should have been a case that was filed if the insurance company wasn't paying properly on it, wasn't accepting liability. Yeah. I, I definitely, I definitely felt like I got finessed mm -hmm. at the end because, um, you know, when I, when I went and talked to him originally, I mean, I, I, you know, I even think like car salesmen are like good, honest guys. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? And then they're uh, not, yeah, <laughs> they're not for sure. Uh, so, you know, everyone says that about lawyers, you know what I mean? Like lawyers are scumbags and that. And I was like, oh, this guy's like real nice. Like, and he's, and when I talked to him, he got me hyped up and he was like, oh yeah, dude. Cause when I talked to him originally, you know, when I called him, I was like, Hey, I don't know what to do. That's literally what I said. I was blind. I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I what don't my think options most are. people know what to do. That's in what case, I'm saying. Though. Like it, it's, you don't think like, you know what I mean? Like, and it was just like a. It was just a, a fluke where I was just like, I wonder if I can even, because right away I started panicking because I was there all day. They, they pumped me with some morphine and then I knew x-rays were expensive. And I was like, dude, I was like, I'm going to be on the hook for this. I was like, I'm going to need some help. And I was like, so, you know, pre-GoFundMe. Um, <laughs> so I just, um, that's, I, that's why I just reached out. And he was like, oh yeah, we got a case, this and that, you know. And he was like, you should have done this and this and this. And, and, you know, and then I was like, yeah, he's right. I should have. And then it seemed like he was genuinely trying to help me. And then towards the end, um, you know, and, and every time I, I, I never pressured him and I, I wouldn't hear from him for the longest time, you know, like, and then, um, I would just check. I was like, is everything cool? Like, you know, not trying to pressure him or anything like that. I was like, everything cool. Should I still be doing this? He was like, yeah, I keep going. And then when he reached out and was like, he was like, Hey, I know you had a, a doctor's appointment, but my doctor's missing. And then things just started to fall apart. And I was just like, I don't, I don't know if this is. And then he was just like, well, then now we got a call and, and call these hospitals and tell them, ask them if they can get these things lowered. And, and we were trying to get my, my due amount, I guess my bill yeah, lowered, you know? So he was like, he was like, you can call and this and that. And I was just like, oh, all right. See, see, that's not on you. That, that that's, that's where probably at least 40 or 50% of the work is at the end mm -hmm. is we, we get the settlement. It's, it's the lawyer's responsibility to do all the reductions. So mm -hmm. all those lean doctors they sent you to, they should get those cut in half or less. Anything you had from the hospital, you need to negotiate and try to get that waived or try to get that paid as low as possible. So, you know, a lot of these lawyers are like, hey, go get your own records. Go get your own bills. You send those to us. Hey, work on your own reductions. Here's a settlement. Go, go, you know, go take care of it yourself now. That's not right. I mean, you, yeah. you, it's that's all the lawyer's job. Your only job, your only job if you get into an accident and if you hire a lawyer is to go to your doctor's appointments, not miss appointments and to get better. When you miss appointments, there's gaps in treatment. The insurance company jumps on that and they use that to say, well, hey, if you're really injured, why did it take you three weeks to get back into the doctor? Why didn't you go to the doctor until two months after you got a lawyer? It doesn't look good. And it's bad for not just your financial recovery, but more important, your physical recovery. If you're hurt, you got to get in soon. Yeah. And if you don't have a good lawyer that's got connections to good doctors that can see you soon, then it's going to hurt your case. And again, more importantly, like I said, it's going to hurt your health and your physical recovery. Yeah. So, yeah I, I, I still got knee problems. I still got back problems, you know? Um, and, uh, and I, I think that was like, where. You know, like I said, I was I was younger, 
You know what yeah. I mean? So I felt like my body would bounce back. But like when it gets cold, like if I get up too fast, you know, like, um, like it's excruciating. Too many blizzards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It gets, it gets fucked up. And, and, um, I think, man, I was like thinking back or, you know, now I'm just like, fuck, I wish I would have, I really would have taken care of this. I would like you to get it taken care of now, but I understand it's going to come out of pocket and, yep. and this and that, you know, so I put it off. But I mean, after that experience, you know, um, with my last two bikes, I've gone through my insurance and, and, um, I started, I actually start talking, I talk more to my insurance agents, you know, I'm like, what do you recommend? And then, um, you know, and they'll be honest, you know, they, they start high, you know what I mean? And they explain to me the different, yep. um, coverages that we have and the different mounts, you know, that they have. And, um, I'm a little bit more savvy to it and just, um, and I understand like, it's like he said, it was, it was, you know, 10, 15 bucks more. It's worth it. Oh Yeah. Oh, it's I, worth I've had it. guys where, where I got them 15 on their first case because the at-fault party only had 15 and they had no UM. And, you know, it's it's motorcycle riding. So I have repeat clients because yeah, yeah. It's, it's dangerous. It's inherently dangerous because of all of these people Especially not paying where attention. we live. Yeah. So, and, I, and I've got them 250 or 500 on the second case because they, they got that UM. And then they tell their friends, they tell their friends, and some of them start getting it too. And it just saves the day all the time. Oh, 100%. Well, I have a friend who was in an accident. And, um, they actually, they actually, um, uh, did a lawsuit against his insurance company because they underpaid him. So he ended up getting a good payout at the wow. end. Cause yeah, he got, he got, you know who he met, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he, uh, he ended up getting paid out and I was just like, how does that happen? Like why is the insurance company jipping him? But it's stuff that I don't understand. Yeah. 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 Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? I, I just know what I'm, it, what it I'm is covered very for, confusing, like, you know, and, and it's, it's probably something they should I guess people should have access to learning more or, you know, I don't know, some kind of classes for it because it is confusing. And like you said, people are just looking to save some money and that's, you know, pretty normal. Cause I'm sure I didn't have the proper insurance up until later on in life. You know, um, even now, you know, some of these bikes that I've, I've built and I ride, I get worried because I don't know what my insurance and I probably need to check on this, but like how much over the bike value am I insured for when I've done all this work to the bike? Right. You know, so if something happens to this bike and they're not going to pay me out a really nice check for the bike, I'm right. go, I'm, you know, way behind now. So when it comes to the bike, I'm not, I mean, my, my bikes aren't. <laughs> well, yeah, like, but, like, but you know, it's, it's all relative, you know, like whether it's, you know, for accidents and, and bodily injuries yes. but, or to the personal property itself. Right. Because, you know, like I, when I crashed, um, I crashed, I was going down the street going like 35 miles an hour. Um, and some lady just pulled out of her apartment complex. And so my option was lay the bike down or hit her. So I chose to lay the bike down, um, slid, didn't ever touched her car or anything, but almost, you know, slid kind of like right to her, you know, basically. And then she kind of tried to drive off and I'm like, no, 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 no. This is all your fault right now. This is, you did this just now. I want your insurance information, your driver's license. And I luckily, you know, for some reason took pictures of everything. And I was right. I could see the police department from where I was. And I called them. They're like, is anybody hurt? And I'm like, no, I just got a little road rash. And they're like, well, we ain't come out then. So there was no police report. There was nothing. There was my pictures and the information I gathered from her. And then I contacted my insurance company, blah, 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 blah. Her insurance company contacted me at that point, you know, a little bit down the road and saying, um, yeah, she said you were speeding and it's not her fault. <laughs> and I said, well, I have all these pictures. You want me to send them to you? She's like, yes. And just like you said, just from the skid mark that I did and the distance of where I slid, they knew I wasn't speeding. And then they, they her own insurance company sided with me. Well, that, that's, you know? that's surprising and that's great to yeah. hear that they did the right thing. Because they did. usually, you know, I, I would say 
couple of things that you just brought up are important. Always try to get a police report. Without yeah. the police report, it's very tough. I thought that was weird too because I told them that. I said, yeah. I need a police report. They're like, yeah, we're not coming and they'll, out. And, they, and they're doing that more and more. They say, if nobody's injured, um, we won't make a police report. I've had guys call me from the scene and say, hey, I say, are you hurt? I say, I'm in a little bit of pain, but I'm probably okay. I say, no, tell them that you're in pain. Get the police report. Otherwise, they're not going to come out. They're not going to make a report. And it's going to be a he said, she said situation. Yeah. Another thing is, I always tell people never, ever give a statement to the at-fault party or the other party's insurance. To your own insurance, it's fine. They're going to have your back usually. Yep. But the other party's insurance, their job is to try to pretend that they're being really nice. Yeah. To get a statement from you that's kind of, they're going to use it to conflict your story later on. Yep. And then to pay you as little as possible or deny the claim. So it's lucky in your situation they did the right thing. Yeah. Um, One other thing that I was going to mention when we were talking about insurance is... So many people these days, even, um, you know, I just found out the other day, one, one of my sponsored riders told me he didn't have insurance. I was like, what are you doing? And if you don't have insurance, you're fucked. Yeah. Um, if you get in an accident and you don't have insurance, there's something in California called Proposition 213 where you're not able to recover pain and suffering damages. You're only able to recover your medical expenses. So just whatever gets paid to the hospital, that goes to them. Um, you, you get nothing at the end of the day. So say you've got, you're paralyzed or you have a brain injury and you get hit by an 18 wheeler, but you don't have insurance, your medical bills will get paid. Um, and, uh, you won't, you don't end up with anything. Wow. So just, you know, even though it's not your fault, even though it's not your fault, Wow. the only situation where that doesn't apply is if the person that hit you was committing a crime. So say that happened to you and the person was drinking and driving, then there's no prop 213 and you can recover, but that doesn't happen that often. Yeah. 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 So not having insurance is, is awful. You need to have the insurance. And the most, most important thing, as long as you have insurance, is to get that UM coverage. I stress that to everyone so much. Yeah. It's mandatory, in my opinion. It's yeah. it's not by law, but you, you if you're riding a motorcycle, you need to get that. Car too, any, anything. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm listening to your story, Lorenzo, about, like, you know, how the, the your lawyer kind of sounds like he, you know, shit on you or whatever, you know. Um, and, it, and it makes me think, though, because, you know, you see a lot of people that are always kind of like, oh, lawyer's not going to help you out at all, you know, and, and it's and it almost feels like it's because of situations like this where you got a lawyer and kind of fucked up everything, you know what I mean? It sounds like, you know, and and gave you a bad taste in your mouth, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm sure, you know, word of mouth then travels to other people and other people's experiences have that same kind of taste, right? You know, and, and it seems like with just the information we're gathering from you, it's a totally different story out there. It, it just depends on the lawyer that you get. And I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, I, I'm the only one. There, there's, there are good lawyers out there, but a yeah. lot of there's the jokes are there for a reason, right? A lot yep. of lawyers are assholes. A lot of lawyers are dishonest. Mm-hmm. I've met a lot of those guys. And even just like in your situation, where you were telling me like you just were breaking even and the, the lawyer's getting his one third. I'm sure the doctor's are getting something. That never happens at my firm. I, I, ne- I, I will never, ever get more than the client gets. You know, the, the worst case scenario we usually do is a one third split, one third for the client one third for the medical providers, one third for the attorneys. But I see this all the time with people complaining online on Facebook or on different blogs and stuff like that. Yeah, I had a case. It settled for $100,000. The lawyer took $40,000. The meds were another, you know, $66,000. I ended up with three grand. And that's not fair. You know, that's that's not how it should be. I'll always reduce my fees to to, to make sure that the client ends up with more than me. And uh, it's just not like that with a lot of these guys. They they just want to get paid and make you feel lucky that you're not ending up with a mountain of debt. And that's that's really not how it should be. I I felt like this lawyer kind of checked out. So when I told him, because, you know, when I I talked to him over the phone, 
Um, you know, I told him what injuries I had. You know, I had the broken foot. And um, we weren't totally sure what was going on. My back was just thrashed. Like, it was weird. And then my knee, you know. So then I, I, I definitely had knee problems for really bad for a year. Where I think it was like six months later we went for MRI. But I think he, he pushed me to go do that more because he was, um, like he was on board when I told him I had a broken foot. He lit up. And then when the, when, uh, when the doctors came back with the, with the x-rays saying, you know, there's previous breaks, there's still some old stuff going on there, whatever he checked out when, when I, he felt like, um, like I said, he kind of was just, he kind of shit on it after that. He was just like, well, um, I remember him telling me that he just got done with the car accident case where the passenger ended up breaking their hand in the accident. He told him like, he's like, yeah, I got like, you know, 150,000 for them or whatever, just on a broken hand. You got a broken foot. And then once he, once he, uh, he kind of, and I remember this all going down. Cause I just remember thinking like, what the fuck happened here? Because um, when they, when the x-rays came back, he was like, we didn't tell me you had a broken foot before. And I was like, yeah, cause I think my accident was in March and my broken foot was January 1st. You know, I was like, I, I didn't know my foot was broken still, man. Like I've been walking around on it, mm-hmm. you know, for, you know, since the, towards the end of January. So I was like, I didn't know that affected. I know my foot was still broken, you know, um, and uh, and to be honest with you, I didn't even go to the doctors, you know, uh, to have my, I just knew my foot was, you know, when your foot swells up and it's fucked up like that is, you know, it's mm-hmm. broken, um, you know, and so he was just like, yeah, he was like, it's not going to look good. He's like, we're kind of, you know, stuck in the water now. So we'll see, you know, what else happens. So then that's why he kind of pushed the knee, you know, and then um, the knee came back with no. Um, like structural damage and stuff like that. No, no torn ACLs and stuff like that. And then um, we didn't know about the video, uh, the surveillance video. I guess the uh, the other insurance company had it. So then, um, in the last couple, so, of so weeks, they went after and got the video. They had the video for a while. They knew uh, that's why they kept on fighting. We we never knew there was a video. I went I went to the um because it's it's a it's a major company um <clears throat> that that uh, that had the camera uh, or the the security footage and they wouldn't let me see it. Fucking Seven Eleven. No, I wish. <laughs> um, but uh, so they had it and they kept on saying like, well, we have surveillance video and it's showing this and this. So they weren't showing. So finally, like towards the end, I was like the last like couple of weeks, they they, they sent it over. And then that's when he was kind of just like, you know, whatever. Like he, he just he just wanted to get his money and get out because he knew he, he had he had bigger fish yeah. to fry. It's a trip how scandalous people want to be. It's like, I guess it's a like human nature. I just I just feel like it wasn't his cup of tea. You know, I didn't yeah. I didn't know about. Now I see them all the time because I've we've been in this in this ride for years now. Yep. You know we see a lot of stuff, so I didn't know there was things like RX two that like are, you know, specifically designed for this. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it, it's um, you know what I mean? Like you're not gonna take a Porsche to a Ford dealership to yep. have it worked on. Yep, yep. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's what I did. Yeah. And uh, I definitely I definitely paid for it. I mean and um. Yeah, it's it's a fucking bummer. Like when I see the, the billboards for all these different, you know, motorcycle lawyers, I'm like, where the fuck were you? And I, uh, it's become a bigger thing recently too. Yeah, um, I think I think I'm seeing more and more of them out there. But you know, just like for example, that guy, you would never refer someone to him in in the future. You know, I mean, it's like you walked out of there with a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, I try to make sure everybody walks away. You know, they're, they're not always going to walk away happy, but knowing that I've done everything I can for them, even if I have to drop a case. I'll do everything I can to show them, hey, this is why we had to drop the case. Yeah. You were at fault. 
you didn't have insurance, you don't have an injury or something, you know, I'll, I'll show them, hey, and I'll say, hey, you don't owe me a penny, uh, you know, since I was able to do something for you, you're welcome to take the case to someone else and see if they can help you out. And I've had guys that I dropped or I've had cases that I've turned down where they've referred me cases in the future. Yeah. And, and I'll do that. I'll spend time, I'll spend an hour on the phone with someone trying to help them out if I can. Um, because I've had those guys refer me cases down the road and say, hey, he wasn't able to take my case, but he took like 30 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever of his time to talk to me and make me realize what the steps are and what I should do if I'm going to try to handle it on my yeah. own. Just to teach somebody because that's the hardest part. Totally. None of us know what to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, nobody does. It's, it's, no. it's all new. You yeah. Know, most I don't, time. I still don't go to the doctor. I'm, you know, like I, Same. I won't go to the doctor unless I'm basically can't walk or, you know, something because I don't right. like that kind of stuff. So, when I got, I, I mean, again, all I knew I had was road rash. I mean, but I'm not going to go to the doctor for road rash. I went and picked the fucking rocks out of my arm, bent right. some shit back on my bike and still went riding that same day, you know, yeah. but it, it's that, that's just the way it is. Well, and then Lorenzo had mentioned something earlier, like he was younger at the time and you, and, and a lot of, a lot of riders are young, you know, they're, yep. they're, they, they start when they're young. The tendency is to try to kind of tough it out. Right. And say, Hey, you know, I'm going to get better. Like you said, you picked the stuff out of your arm and yep. you kept riding and then, but the problem with that is if you're in a lot of pain, then a week or two later, then you go to the ER. Then again, the insurance company is going to say, hey, Steve, if you were really hurt, why did it take you two weeks, three weeks, a month yeah. to go get seen? And then say you do go get seen in a month and the MRI shows something else out there. They're going to say, well, how do we know you didn't hurt yourself doing something else in yeah. the last 30 days? How do we know this is you know correlated to the accident? Can we yeah. can we use that excuse to say my grandpa told me to be a man? <laughs> you know, remember when you get hurt, <laughs> your grandpa's like, a man up. Just walk it off. Yeah, walk it off. Put yeah. Robotussin on it. Yup, yup. <laughs> you know, and Robotussin. that's that's our generation though. Realistically, you know, like when we would get hurt as a kid or something, you know, walk mm -hmm. it off. You know, man up. Like you know, don't don't. You no, you're not gonna go lay down and take a nap or whatever. You know, right. I, I, when I was a kid, I was I think I was seven or so. I broke my arm. Like I broke my elbow right here in this Oof. arm in the grass in my front yard. What the fuck? I didn't go to the doctor for a week. <laughs> my, my, that was just the way it was. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, oh, you're fine. You probably just sprained it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We go to the, a week later, we finally go to the doctor because it's like my arm's all fucked up, you know? And oh yeah, you broke your, your elbow. You, fuck, you got fucking new <laughs> you know, arm for but, a week. And that's why my arm don't go straight no more. <laughs> but that's just the way it is, right? So mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's hard because even now, I mean, I'm, I'm going to... If something happens now, you know, I'm, I'm waiting a few days because I, I think I'll be all right, mm -hmm. you know, Dude. but, but realistically, like you said, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be going to the doctor right away. You should, yeah. if you are, because if you do have a case, you're going to get, you know, I could see, I see how they can play those cards and be yeah. like, nope, nope. You, you know, who yeah. knows what else you were doing for those two weeks. Right. Right. I mean, there's. And we have a, we have an app for RX2 as well. Yep. And and on there, there's kind of like a list of things to do if you get in an accident. But, but I would say like just a really quick list is, you know, get the police report. You know, if you can, take pictures. Like if you can at the scene, see if there's any witnesses. I'm saying this if, if you feel like you're not at fault. Um, go to... Um, Get the Go to the emergency room or to, to the hospital the same day or, or the next day if you can, you know, if, if you're injured. I'm, I'm not saying to create an injury, but if you're injured, you know, especially on the bike, if you go down, usually you are going to have yeah. some kind of injury. Yep. And then I would say most of the time hire an attorney because even sometimes people are like, well, I'm just going to handle it on my own. I don't want to pay the attorney a third of the, uh, of the fee if uh, I get something done on this. But the, real, the reality is mm, I'd say 99% of the time, even considering the attorney's fees, you're going to end up with more. The yeah, exactly. company loves, if you're unrepresented, they'll try to give you a hundred bucks or 500 bucks or a thousand bucks and say, sign the release right now yep. and get you done. Um, but if there are cases sometimes where um, a client doesn't need an attorney, they call me and say, hey, I've got a broken leg. Um, 
the at fault party has a $15,000 policy, I'll say, you don't need me. Your case is worth 100, 150 grand right now. They'll pay you directly. Why would you give 5,000 of the 15 to me? You should, you should go and you should do it on your own. Yeah. I don't think most lawyers would do that. Um, but we do that because I don't want to take advantage of anyone, especially if you broke your leg and you're going to be out of work or you're going to be laid up for all this time. You need every penny of that 15,000. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, hire an attorney, um, or at least consult with an attorney and, um, even a couple of attorneys sometimes, you know, talk to a few kind of lawyers are like doctors. You want to be comfortable with whoever you're dealing with. Like you were saying, your guy never reached out to you, right? Mm -hmm. My staff knows we have to reach out to every single client every two weeks. I have it on their calendar. Every case gets touched more than that. Their cases are getting touched, but the clients get contacted every two weeks so that if there are any problems, if the clients are worried about anything, we're figuring it out. If there's any issues with treatment, we're figuring it out. And there's not no more than like a two week gap in between that. So you want to make sure you're comfortable to call your attorney. And um, most of my clients have my cell phone number. They reach out to me nights, weekends. Sometimes it gets a little bit annoying oh, you yeah. know, taking calls when I'm out with my family. You know, but I'll, I'll pick up the phone. Yeah. I'll walk outside and I'll talk to them. And, um, you know, I, I think that's why um, the majority of our cases are all word of mouth. They're all from prior clients and from people that have heard about us and understand that we do things really differently. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that means a lot. You know, when you feel... When you when lawyers in general have that reputation like we discussed, you know, and then you, you, you pick one up and you feel like you're actually being taken care of. You feel, you know, and and, and, I, and anybody can, I guess, fake that too, right? You can, as long as they're contacting your stuff. But it, it, having that feeling that like things are, you know, you're available, you're ta they're talking to you personally, not right. your, you know, your assistant, they're calling you direct, all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's a big deal for people. You know, right. it, 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 you know I was going to say too, I see these other, these other in- I mean, obviously, I'm a homer because you know he's on the team, or we're on the team. But team. Um, it, it's uh, I see I see Raman at the at the events. Yeah, I see him. Deal. I see him out there. He's not he's not sending you know bitch or women out there. Um, you know, in in short shorts, just them. You know, yep. I mean, he's well, they, there. They come, but he's, I come as well. Yeah, he's there. He's there. He's there. He's there. Like he's he's there. Well, yeah, doing the legwork like yep. like himself. You know what I mean? Like I, the the last ride that I did with you guys, um, I saw him here in the parking lot. And then I saw him in Julian. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like most people, like I feel like you know, I, I, a lot of guys when they're when they're bosses, you know what I mean? Like they they don't got time for that shit. Yep. But you know, I see him. I see him on the great. Like I see him everywhere. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I make the time for it. You yeah. know, and and at least um, half of the weekends in the year, I'm doing events. So you know, I can't I can't go on vacation with my girl. I can't do things with my family. Like you know, stuff like that. But it's important to me while I'm growing this business and moving forward too, not just during the growth phase is to be accessible to people and people to like know my face and say, yep. Hey, I met him at an event. Oh, you know, I talked to him for a little bit. Oh, I had a drink with him or he bought me some food and we chatted for a little bit. Yeah. And, and to know that, you know, like there's an actual one-on-one -on -one connection, not just, Hey, here's a, here's a free keychain that I got from, you know, this chick at this booth, yep. <laughs> you know, which, you know, I, I, I go to probably, 90% of any event that we, we have our name on. And the only times I don't is if I have some kind of pre-existing conflict or something that comes up last minute. So I, I, I always try to come out there and, you know, it's just important for me to meet people and also to see former clients as well and to see them doing better. Yep. It's important to me. It's nice. When well, I, oh, the, the, the big deal about that to me, because I've, I've worked with other um, sponsors and things like that, right? I've had events where, um, and I, I won't name names, but the, the, the the girl, like you said, they're just sending the girl out, right? And, and for the <laughs> event. And the chick that was out there was so hung over from the night before, she was no joke sleeping in the booth yeah. during the event, just rolled up in a blanket. And I'm like, 
And, you know, wow, you know. But not only that, just being able to go to an event and you're there and that person or people that are interested or may, you know, just, you know, curiosity strikes people to talk to somebody like you, right? And they can actually discuss things direct with you right then and there and not just have a girl, give them a keychain, mm -hmm. and, you know, like, well, I have questions. Oh, well, just call the number, you know. I think that means a lot personally. Right. You know, it's a it's a it's a totally different vibe and you're doing something different, you know, to reach out to the community because we all know the motorcycle community is very small. You know, mm -hmm. and to have somebody that ha has the community's back in that way where they're a part of the event, you know, there to discuss little issues. Oh, I just wrecked last night. What should I, you know, what should I do? Or I wrecked last year. What should I have done differently? And you're there to talk to. Right. I mean, that's a lot. Right. And, and I mean, uh, f through the app as well, we've got a call, email, yep. um, or chat your lawyer. And uh, I've got services that uh, want to be the front line on that. I'm the front line on all of that. Like if you call the 800-500-4-RX2 number, uh -huh. it goes to me first. I don't always get it. Yep. Um, I got one this morning and I took care of him. But, um, you know, I'm not always going to get it. And then it'll go to a service second. But I try to be the first person that you can actually talk to. So yeah. if you call those numbers or you use those chats... Um, I try to be the one that gets it. And yeah. again, I'm not always going to, but uh, if I don't and it goes to the service, they're going to take care of you or they're going to send me a message. And, you know, it's never going to be more than a couple hours before we get back to you. That's awesome. And the app's super easy to use and you can download it on Google App Store. And um, I, what is it? What's Apple's App Store? The App Store? Yeah. Apple and Google. Yeah. It's super easy to use. Three buttons. The iOS yep. store? Yeah, iOS. I don't know. I have exactly. Apple. I yeah, don't know you, what it you is. You have it up there. So yeah, yep. that's we wanted to make something different. You know, a lot of these uh, law firms have put your insurance information in, tow truck, medical history, blah 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 blah. And nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to go put in all that information. This is kind of just meant to be a bat line. The only things that you need: call, chat, email. Yep. Basically, contact someone as soon as you need. You to. could literally be laying on the floor still. And, 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 I, and I've and I've had people calling me from from the floor, and I'm telling them what to do. Make sure the cops come out. Yep. Make sure that you see if there's any witnesses around, if you're able to. Yep. And um, you know, call me when you get out of the hospital, and we'll talk about the next steps. Wow. It, it's 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 definitely you know, a, a lot of people will say, "Well, I know what to do." You know, when you I've think been you know what to do. yeah, and, you know, and, until you've been flipped over a trailer, you know, and. You know, I, 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 and I feel like I do pretty good under, under pressure, you know, in, in intense situations like that. I, I remember actually, um, you know, I, I called. The first thing I did right away was call my friends. Or, or you know, I sent a, a, a mass text out like, hey, I just got fucked up. Um, you know, I don't know what's going on, but I know I need help. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, right, right away, one of my brothers came down. And, um, you know, I, I kind of felt like I, everyone, you know, when I told everybody this dude hit me. And the first thing he did when he stopped He's like, I didn't even see you. I didn't even hear you. I had fucking short shots on my Dyna. How do you not fucking hear that? Maybe bro? he was listening to Sabbath, bro. I, I, I think he had to have been on his phone. <laughs> he, he was a younger cat. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Phone. So, um, you know, I, I wasn't mad when I got, I, I think I was just so grateful I wasn't fucking dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or, or just completely broken. So I was just like, I even asked him, I was like, you're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and he kind of had just like this, fuck, I fucked up. Like, he's like, I'm sorry I didn't see you, you know, this and that. He's like, I didn't know I hit anything until he started yelling at me. And then, you know, when my brother showed up and then um, I, everything was cool. You know, uh, actually my daddy, my, my stepdad was passing by and uh, yeah, random as fuck him, him and his, him and his, him and his riding buddy. So they stopped, you know, they called 911, you know, and then um, when my brother showed up, like I said, everything was under control. And then all of a sudden my fucking hothead brother comes over and starts lumping up the fucking driver. <laughs> so I'm like, you got to go dude. the fucking cops are coming. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, why are you mad? They're more mad than me. Like, I was like, fuck dude. But even then, like, you know, um, 
like I said, the ambulance came. I was like, dude, I was like, I know my foot's broken. If you take off my shoe, like my foot's going to swell up. I was like, I'll just go to the doctors myself, you know, because right away I'm thinking, fuck, here's more money, this ambulance ride, you know. And yeah. I don't, like I said, I don't, I didn't know what to do. You know, I just knew get his insurance, driver's license, you know what I mean? And then deal with it later, you know, but then um, if I would have had something like the app, fuck. Yeah, forget about it. You know what I mean? Because when I when I talked to the lawyer the next day, you know, I, I felt more fucked up. The sec, the, my, I'm telling you, my my whole back down to the the bottom of my flat ass was it looked like it was dead. Oh yeah, I, I looked well, like that's how it is. zombie I mean, flesh. The, the, the like, day of, your adrenaline's rushing, yeah, right? And then 100%. the next day is when it's usually a lot worse. The next couple of days. Yeah. So I, I talked to the lawyer. You know what I mean? And um, you know that's that's when he was like, oh, you should have done this. You should have done that. You should have taken the ride. You know, always do this. And and I felt like he was giving me, and I still do. I still feel like it's because when I see, you know, my friends in accidents and stuff like that, you know, I, I tell them, you know, this is what the lawyer told me. I was like, you know, do this. You know what I mean? And then I tell them, uh, go to the hospital now because that whiplash is going to pop up tomorrow. Yeah. Or at the end of the day, you know what I mean? You don't feel it now, but I'm telling you, you're going to be you're gonna be fucked up tomorrow. I was like, go get ahead of it right now. Like, you know, go do this and that. And then, you know, talk to somebody, get it, get it taken care of. Yeah. You know, but it, it, it's, it's. I, w- I would have never have known if, you know what I mean? Like when I, when I see this stuff, like I tell you, I get super bummed because it was really fucked up when the whole thing totaled bike, you know, I mean, people have get it way worse than what I had. Yep. I got lucky. I got super lucky because the, it could have been way worse because that I actually caught the back end of the trailer. I think I still have the video. I'll, I'll show you guys. Um, I caught the back end of the trailer where it's a piece of angle iron that hangs off where the turn signal hangs off of it. Yep, yep. It stabbed my gas tank right in front of my knee. And, and so uh, it missed taking my whole leg off. Yep. You know, um, but it, it, like I said, the bike was totaled. Uh, I got I got fucked up, you know, and I had no idea. You know, I, I felt like I should have been compensated a little bit more. It sounds like it. it. It was just I think I think I was just more bummed all the work that I missed for a year. You know what I mean? Like it, and I, that's it, all stuff you should have been compensated for too. So that there's there's uh, your bodily injury. There's going to be your medical expenses. Mm-hmm. There's going to be your out-of-pocket expenses. And then a big one is a loss of earnings. So that's something that your lawyer should have looked into as well. All the time that you had to miss for the Cairo appointments, all the time you had to miss going to doctors, anything like that, sh- they should get a statement from your HR. Um, it, you know, if, you have, if you're not self-employed, if you have an HR department, and show the amount of time you had to take off for personal time or the amount of time that you weren't paid um, because you had to go to these appointments. And that should all be factored in as well. Yeah, see, I, I, I had I had no idea. He didn't tell me, like, to get – Oh, yeah. I would just tell him. I'm like, hey, I'm going to take off. You know, uh, I'm going to be gone for two hours. You know, I don't know if you're logging this or whatever. I, I would have never have known to – Well, that's why I feel that this conversation is so important. Yeah. Like, that was, like, why I wanted to get you on the show, you know, yeah. for so long too because – there's so much stuff that none of us know. Not only is the lack of insurance a, a big issue, but all the steps that t- take place or need to take place during the process. You know, it's kind of a big deal, you know, especially to make sure you're getting compensated for all your missed time at work, all that kind of stuff. Like, this can make people go broke, you know? 100%. And, and if you don't have the right guy helping you out, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm the only guy. Yeah, I'm yeah. the right guy always. I, I think that I'm, I'm good. Um, there are a lot of other good guys out there, but there are yeah. also a lot of bad guys in personal injury. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think this area of law kind of does attract um, a bit of a different crowd as well, where you don't have people that know what they're doing. You you do have a lot of guys that are, you know, that, that personify that ambulance chaser um, kind of bad stigma that you kind of hear about personal injury guys. A really good tool, um, you know, and this isn't a plug for me. This is a plug for 
a, a site. It's called avvo.com, A-V-V-O.com. It's a great independent um, attorney rating and monitoring service. You can go on there, um, and I even use it sometimes. If I get calls in the state that I'm not licensed in and <laughs> I'm trying to help someone out, I'll go on Avo, and you can say, hey, personal injury or motorcycle accident in Boise, Idaho. Um, and you want to look for someone on Avo that is a 10 out of 10 rating, it's got lots of client reviews, a couple hundred client reviews at least. And uh, so you can read about people's experiences with them because these all have to be verified as former clients. And it's a way of really vetting someone out. And um, yeah, I, I would always go around there and poke around and talk to a couple different guys that are 10 out of 10 rating uh, before you choose somebody. Because if you just go... And you should go look up your the guy that you had on there. I know. See, I was just thinking about this all. Yeah. And see what, what his flutter. rating is and see what people are saying about him because it's probably not very good. Yeah. Because people that actually care about their reputation um, and uh, care about their clients. I ask all of my clients once I'm done to go and leave a review on Avo as well and to make sure I'm going to say, hey, are you, are you completely happy? I want them to all walk, walk out the door being very happy so that I know they'll leave me a good review, which is very important to me. Yeah. And then will also give me a positive recommendation to someone if they need help in the future. Yeah. And um, the thing about motorcycle cases, um, instead of, you know, focusing only on car auto cases and just being so general, is that with motorcycles, you know, if you're in a car accident, you might know someone in a year or two years or 10 years that gets in a car accident. If you ride a motorcycle, you're going to know a couple people a year that get into an accident. Yep. So if you know a good attorney, someone that's helped you out in the past or someone that you've heard about, you know, it's, it's going to be there's going to be a constant stream of cases. So that's why I kind of focus on this area of law is because probably five, six years ago, I started helping out um, one group of motorcyclists, a riding club, and they kept sending me more and more of their members that needed help. I thought, well, wow, you know, this is this is going to be something where if I kind of focus more on this, um, it's going to be a steady stream of cases um, in perpetuity moving forward. Yeah. Um, whereas if I just said, you know, we're general PI, we do everything, you know, it, it's a little bit more difficult when you're not specialized. And I, I it kind of in some ways, sometimes it hurts because people don't just intuitively think, oh, they do auto accidents as well. Or, oh, they do slip and falls or, oh, they do dog bites. We do all that stuff. But sometimes people are like, oh, well, I referred them to someone else because I didn't know you handled car accidents. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We do, we do everything. But, you know, we really, like I said, probably 80% plus of our cases are moto. Wow. Mm -hmm. How long have you been doing the law thing now? For almost 15 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I, I actually didn't start in this area of law. Um, I, um, when I finished law school, I was doing um, real estate law. And I was working in Dubai for a real estate developer, a German oh, wow. real estate developer. Damn. And then I was working in Abu Dhabi, which is right up the road from Dubai. I heard both a, of those places are awesome. Yeah, they're, they're really cool places to visit. Yeah. And um, I was working in Abu Dhabi then for a Chicago-based developer. And then I was living in Chicago after that. And then uh, I moved back to California about 10 years ago. And then that's when I started really focusing on the personal injury cases. And, wow. uh, what made you up. go into law? Um, you know, I had d done a poli sci degree in undergrad and, you know, there are a couple different, um, angles you could pursue after that. And I liked law. So, um, and I wanted to do real estate back then too. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I went to law school down in San Diego, University of San Diego, which I loved it down there. And then I lived in little Italy. Um, oh, really? I, oh, I, I fuck, love, they have the best restaurants too? Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love going back down there. I love going back down there. Uh, I would maybe even move back down there one day. Yeah. It's, um, it's nice. Yeah. And then just kind of, um, the, the international path just presented itself and I wanted to do something different yep. and it's like, it's changed the whole course of my life. You know, oh, I bet. the friends that I have, the, the business connections I have, 
the places I've traveled to. It was um, it was one of the best decisions I ever made. Wow. Mm-hmm. How long were you in uh, Dubai and Abu Dhabi for? I was there for almost four years. Oh wow. I was I was originally going to go just for a year and then ended up staying out there for about four. Wow. Does everybody out there drive Ferraris or? There's a lot. I mean, <laughs> a lot of the local, a lot of the locals do. I see the videos. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like McLarens, like all these baller ass cars. Yeah, it's cruising up and down place. the roads. I'm like, what the fuck? Or you'll see him with like a panther hanging his head out the window. Or like, <laughs> Dude, like a no, tiger. I I see that. Bro. I see dudes walking around with hyenas on chains and shit. Oh like, yeah. yeah, dude. Like they do not give a fuck. Like yeah, they got all the cool pets. Yeah, mm-hmm. they got all the cool pets. Yeah, yeah. What a weird place. What a weird opportunity though. Yeah. How did that present itself to do that? You want to know something funny is um, I was doing a JD MBA program um, down at uh, in San Diego, and I had this uh, real estate finance class, and the professor was always talking about Dubai. And this was in, like, Dubai's heyday when the first they were building the, the Burj. It was called Burj Dubai. It's called Burj Khalifa now, the tallest building in the world. He's always talking about it. He was a consultant. He'd go out there. And um, so that was always kind of, like, an interesting place uh, to me. And I remember I was visiting my parents in Orange County one weekend, and we would always, uh, when I'd come see them, we'd watch the news program, 60 Minutes, um, mm-hmm. like uh, before I would drive back to San Diego, it was on Sunday nights. And there was a whole segment on Dubai, and it was Sheikh Mohammed, the ruler of Dubai, driving around and showing all the development and all that stuff. And I said, uh, guys, I'm going to move there. To my parents, they're like, bullshit, you're not going to move anywhere. You're never moving anywhere. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I went, they had like a laptop right there and in the kitchen, and I went and I started looking for jobs. No joke. Um, I was living out there like three months later. No way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was I was nervous to go out there. You know, I um, how could you not be? I got I got I got called for a job, and then on the phone, the guy's like, "Okay, you're hired. When can you come?" I said, "Whoa, whoa, I'd like to come meet you first and see the place." So he's like, "You know, come out, uh, take a look, and if you like it, then you know, go backpack your stuff and move out here. If you don't, we'll have a pint, and you made a friend across the world." Said, Holy cool. shit! Sounds easy. So I went out there. I liked it. it seemed like a great opportunity. So I came back um, and I started packing my stuff for two weeks. I, I didn't I didn't sleep because I was nervous leaving oh, my I family. Bet. I had a girl out here too. Everything, everything you've ever known. Yeah, and I was I was I, I just remember tossing turning, but I couldn't sleep, and I thought maybe I just shouldn't go. Um, and I was thinking, well, what's you know what's going to be the worst case scenario? I go out there, I hate it. I come back in like a couple months. It's kind of embarrassing. You know, maybe yeah. my friends had a going away party for me or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, right. Kind of embarrassing. But I said, you know what would be even worse is if 10 years from now I look back and I'm like, well, what if in 2007 I would have gone out to Dubai and worked out there? What difference would my life have been, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I can't, I don't want to ever think about that in the future. Yep. And so I went and, um, you know, again, it, it changed my entire life. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I, I have friends all over the world. I, I have a whole separate kind of practice and life in, in Chicago as well yeah. because I work for the developer out in Abu Dhabi and I have so many friends there. I've been in probably in, in the wedding party of like seven, eight different friends out there that I've wow. made. So it's just, um, I, I just, this last Thursday I had friends coming in town to, we went to a concert from Chicago. So I'm going over there in two weeks. It's just really changed my life and, um, made it so much better. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I did it. Yeah. That's extreme. I, I yeah. guess that's yeah. not, that's not going to like, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I went, I went moved to uh, Ensenada for yeah. a couple of years. That's, yeah, at least you're still connected to the continent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. It's a 16-hour flight. Yeah, wow. I, I can't I, – I see – I remember years ago I watched a video of them, like, kind of shaping Dubai, you know, um, build, building the buildings and stuff like that. And I'm like, fuck, dude, that shit looks right. I just want to pass through it. Yeah. Like he said, I can't, I can't take a flight that long. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've never I, – well, I've never taken a flight that long. 
No, I, I think I, the longest I've been I've flown was to Hawaii. It was like six hours. Well, yeah. I have I have a thick neck, so I snore real loud. I'm self conscious about it, so I can't be on a flight longer than three hours. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta bring your CPAP machine on the flight. I, I get uncomfortable, bro. Oh, look how big I am, bro. I'm <laughs> yeah. uncomfortable in this chair. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh. I'm not trying to get judged by a bunch of strangers. <laughs> Being in planes is hard for me. Like, because even if I wasn't fat, I'd still be. I'm a wide guy, you know. Like, <laughs> and and I I've been in flights where you're in the in the seats, and I'm and I remember this when I was flying back from I think Texas or something, and the guy next to me is was also another you know large framed fella in a business Oof. suit and everything, and he had the newspaper and he's just like this, like crossed over me with his arm too, and I'm just like, fuck, guess I'm reading the newspaper with you, I, I, I took but a, I read real slow so I couldn't finish articles <laughs> by the time he turned the page. I took a flight from Albuquerque one time and it was the same thing like the seat, yeah. and, and like I don't I don't like touching. Nah. I mean, I, I'll, I'll be like this. Dude, yeah, you have to. You have to sit like that. And you're just like, fuck, dude. I can still feel them. Like, yep. You know what I mean? I had one lady pull the table down, and she just passed out, and this bitch stank. Like, I'm like, fuck, bro. <laughs> Two hours of this. Oh. I was like, dude, it was it was rough. I, I don't do good on planes, so I I, I ride or drive yeah. e- e- everywhere. I'm like, you well, know, now what? with all the craziness of this world, I just drive now. I'm good. Yeah, it, it's it's good. So 16 hours on a flight. That's. That's like a dream. Yeah. Like that's oh, you got to get one too. of those. Then now they have those things, those pods, right? In the planes. So yeah. you're in your own little, like you're in your own little bunker. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure you're not flying Southwest to Dubai. I don't know. How do you fly to Dubai? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different planes that go, but I, we used to fly Emirates. Uh, Emirates is the best one. I, I think yeah. Emirates is the best airline in the world. And then the, the Abu Dhabi, that's the Dubai airline. Mm-hmm. Abu Dhabi airline is Etihad. So um, you can do either one. Uh, th- those are those are both good and those are, those are both direct. You get yeah. Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. So oh, when, I, yeah. When, I, when I first went out there, there were no direct flights to Dubai. So I used to take Delta, and then um, probably a year in, Emirates started offering direct flights to LAX. Oh, so that shit. made it a lot better. Too. I, I had no idea you can do that in one in one nope, jump. Me neither. Mm-hmm. I was thinking you got to stop like in Germany or some shit like that. Germany. You I don't can. Know. I mean, and that would probably be an easier way if you wanted to visit there would be to fly to like London or something like that. And then from London to Dubai, it's probably six hours. But from here to London, it's 10 hours. So you kind of break it up, yeah. maybe do a couple of days over there. So you're not doing all the whole leg at once. If you want to get your passport stamped a little extra. Yeah. yeah. I made him stamp it when I went to Mexico. <laughs> I'm all stamp my, because I never had a passport before. And then, and I'm like, can you stamp my passport? And they're like, we don't, we don't really do that. I'm like, Stamp it anyways. <laughs> so he let, did. Let me just see that. Yeah. <laughs> this is stupid ass. I'm probably never gonna get another stamp. So, <laughs> oh fuck you. That, yeah, I don't. You know, like before I started working for myself doing this company, I'd probably been to three states. You know, like I, I've still never been to I have past Sacramento. I've never been past Sacramento in, in California. Oh really? Yeah. I don't. You know. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth going anymore either. I heard San Francisco is real weird now. Yeah. Yeah, it's doing real bad. Yeah, I, and I don't feel like I need to go to uh, Portland anymore, unless you, I want free meth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can get that over here. Yeah, I, I guess we live in Riverside. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we drove up to Big Sur the other day. That was beautiful. Oh, I want, I've always, I want to oh, go there. Oh, I've had a couple friends who've done that and said it's yeah. nice. Oh, yeah. it's, it's amazing. How long does it take you to drive there? Um, takes about seven hours, six or seven hours. Uh, did you guys stay the night? We went to this place called Tree Bones. It's oh. like a glamping, like these yurts and stuff. Oh, yeah, like yep, really yep. cool. And cool sushi restaurant there. We've been before. Um, we did that for one night. And then we went an hour deeper into Big Sur to this place called Post Ranch um, for two nights. So, yeah, you got to go for a couple of nights. It's yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. Not just one night, but beautiful drive. Um, amazing place. There's uh, lots of start. Like we were just talking about your your new place. Yep. Out there, no no light pollution. So, you know, yeah. at the end of the night, 
you're just looking up, seeing all the stars hanging out. It's it's beautiful. That's yeah, cool. I, I I found this um because like I was telling you about the property how it kind of drops down in the back. Yeah, and I'm like, man, what can we do back there? You know, we have to either get a bunch of fill dirt and pull and bring it up, or you know, maybe I can build a deck back there. And then I was like. You know, it'd be sweet is build a big deck back there, like a two-story deck, and then put a big yurt on the top of it. From like people when they come visit, they can just go and yeah. have their own little space to stay. Yeah. And then I found this badass yurt on the internet, and it's like a dome, and half of it is windows. What the fuck is a yurt? Um, yurt's like a like a like a tent, like a really fancy tent. Yeah, though. like like the ones that and, and I've stayed in one like that before, yep. like a like a big round dome. Yep, with and, a, yeah, uh, like a door, but and they're huge. Like huh. usually, it's bigger than a hotel room. Yeah, never, never heard of they it. They just don't have most of them. Don't have a bathroom in it. So like these places have yurts. They have like um, communal like showers and stuff like that. Not like dirty, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just not in there. Actually, one of the a tree bones one we had last time. Actually, the yurt it was a really beautiful yurt. It had um it had a shower and everything inside of yeah. it too. So it'd be like a really fancy teepee. About yeah. that, <laughs> yeah. But the different shades and stuff, you know, like oh, fuck you. No, I'm no, I'm just saying that like to compare let me, let me it to put it how you how you would understand it. Oh yeah. What the fuck? And that's like that's super high. You're right on the ocean right here. Like you wake up like you're you're sitting on the ocean. It's nothing like a teepee. Well, a really fancy one though. I hate you. No, and then one of the places we went, they had this uh, this falconry class, so you can you can hang out with these birds. What? Look at these birds. A falconry class? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and then you're like, uh, sorry, you're talking about the owls earlier. The owls. Are oh like, yeah. Bro. Bro, an owl is my favorite fucking bird. Yeah, it was, it was pretty neat. <laughs> I could hear him at my house. Oh, dude, I got big ones in my backyard. We were out there the other night, and it, this big like. Orange tannish ones, oh yeah, just flying around the backyard. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude! I got an owl now. <laughs> you need to put a big perch up, bro. Oh fuck. Yeah, I was gonna do that, but their trees are higher than the perch would go, so they just sit the hawks and shit just go oh, in the trees. Wakesy gives me shit because uh, I, I I love owls, and I remember I was coming down the street one day and I saw an owl. This is a small little dude just sitting in the street. I fucking drove around him, didn't even move, and I was like, I'm gonna go catch me a fucking owl right now. <laughs> Hold my beer. Hold my beer. Ran out in the street. I'm kidding you. I was this close to the owl. And he took off? Yeah, he was like, psych, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and then How just big left. was it? Dude, he was just a little guy. Oh, okay. Just, just a little. A little barn owl? I, I don't know. It was just a little fat. He just, it was like almost like a soccer ball. He was kind of. Oh, yeah. Like, he was like you, just stocky and just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just round. <laughs> and round. And, uh, oh, dude, I was, I was so close. I was like, fuck. I follow Big Boy. You know, from Outcast, uh-huh. he has fucking pet owls. Oh, yeah. He posts videos where he's just chilling in the studio. And there's just, just owls hanging out? Laying beats, and he's just, yeah, 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 turn that shit up. Just holding a big-ass, I mean, monster owl. I'm trying to fucking, ooh. I, I think you got, um, I think they're protected, but you could probably. You Who's stitching? Who's yeah, stitching? this, this falconry class we were in, they were telling you you have to have all these special licenses yep. and stuff like that. To it's almost like they make a sanctuary for them or something. Right, yeah. right. It's weird. There's a lot of animals that are protected like that. Can't be fucking with them. In California, I know. Yeah, it wasn't in Texas. Some dude got in trouble because he had a he had a tiger running down the street or something <laughs> like that. Did you see that? Tiger King? No, 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 no. Um, by the way, there's a there's a third Tiger King series out. Uh, but uh, no, I, saw, I started watching it. it I think it was beating a dead horse. Now it feels like I think it was last year that, or earlier this year. Um, somebody reported a tiger. Yeah, I remember that chasing someone down the street, and then they videotaped this dude run out, grab the tiger. <laughs> And then he either put it in his car and took off or brought it in his house, and the cops came and raided his house. And 
They're like, where's the tiger? And he's like, what tiger? What tiger? But then I guess they found the tiger later on. I guess this dude was like, he was like a poor man's El Chapo in, in Texas or whatever. Didn't he have a bunch of different animals? Though? Yeah, 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 yeah. He had a bunch yeah. of stuff. He had, yeah, he, yeah he, had a, he had a zoo. But yeah. fuck, bro, like... We get we get um we get hawks big hawks flying around. We were we were working at the house the other day, and I and I go outside in the front yard to you know put something out there, and you just hear the hawks screaming, rah, rah, you know like however they sound you know. And I look up and there's two hawks probably just like forty feet above the house just flying around right there. And then you would watch him just tuck his wings and just drop, like not together. They were I think they were doing like a little mating dance or something you know. Mm-hmm. One would just drop and then put his wings back out and like and they're just doing that for twenty minutes right above the house. Well, cool. you li- you it's live in crazy. that area though. Where there's all kinds of. Oh, I've seen vultures. We get the big like chicken hawks. <laughs> Dude, you have all the you have all the prey for all those kinds of animals. You got yeah. rabbits, rats. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see them hunting too. Huh? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure we will. The more we're, we're like there, mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll start seeing them like dropping down and grabbing stuff because we have like big um, like oaks in the very back of the property, and they're like you know probably 40, 50 feet tall, and so that's what I was like. Oh, we're gonna build like a hawk perch, you know. And they're like, well, it won't be taller than them trees, so they'll be in the trees anyways. It'd be a waste of a time, you know. I'm like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, they're all over the place back there. I was on um, where all real news comes from, Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> and, and somebody somebody posted an article where down in San Diego they were seeing um, large black cats, and I was like, foxes. No, they they're saying that they there might be um, like black leopards. In the in the area, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me, dude?" What? As cool as cool, I'm like, "We'll talk, dude. I want a fucking tiger. I want a oh, lion. Yeah. You know." And I'm like, "There's a wild jaguar running around in fucking Lakeside right now." Like, and then I then I, I googled it, of course. Yeah, America has fucking jaguars. Oh yeah, like they come up from Mexico. I'm oh. just like, "What the fuck?" Getting we mad. have these things out here. We got mountain lions. Now we got jaguars. Yeah, we got All bobcats and stuff around. Yeah, but they're not. They're not gonna fucking eat you. You know? No, I don't think they will. Yeah, no. I mean, they might fuck you up a little bit. Yeah, we get. Well, we have foxes here in Riverside, and they're weird. I've seen them. We get them in our, my front yard where I live now because the people across the street have an avocado plant, and so they oh, go yeah, and they snatch this. avocados and they bring them to my grass and they eat them there, like during the the, the spring and summertime. Mm-hmm. And um, we've lived there for like three years and. All of a sudden, I started noticing like all these like opened up half avocados, and I'm like, I just kind of figured they're dropping off the tree, and like a car's like running them over, like in a weird spot. You know, they're kind of slimy, so they're like flinging out, landing in my yard. I'm like, eh, whatever. And one day I go look, and you can see all these little claw marks out of it. I'm like, no, something is like bringing them here and eating this shit, you know. And so my son, I told him about it one day, and he stayed up all night like watching out his window, and he's all, it was a fox. He said it's these little. And there, and I've seen one now personally. I've seen one actually running across Arlington here, and they're about I don't know about this big, and they're black, and they have these big fucking tails, like fluffy ass tails that are like you know. Oh, those are um, the scientific name for those. I think is called skunk, dude. No, (laughs) no, it's not a skunk. (laughs) It's a skunk. Um, But they're because the tail's different. You know what I mean? Do they smell funny? No, because a a skunk has like a flatter tail. I know we see. I I like when you uh, pass by a run over skunk because I like the smell. What the fuck? Yeah, dude? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't know. What? Yeah, it's weird, man. I don't know. It's the worst smell ever. I do, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, it's weird, but I like the smell of the like this. I don't want to be sprayed by a skunk, like. But like when you just get a whiff of it, I'm like, mm, skunk. Hothead. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. Bad, bad weed. Bad yeah. weed head is what yeah, you are. You know, but you can tell the difference because the <laughs> the fox's tail is real big and round and like fluffy. Totally different. You know what I mean? But uh, I've seen them. They're weird. They're cool looking. But you know Catalina has its own foxes there? I've been to Catalina since I was a kid. Oh, you should go. It's fun. Yeah? Yeah, we go every year, which that's not as fun. 
but <laughs> if you go no, here I once w- in a while. I want to go, but you go when it's warmer, though, yeah? We go in July. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but Catalina has its own foxes. They're called Catalina foxes. They're not, they're, that fox is nowhere else on the, in the world. They, like, they said that like the Indians, when the Indians uh, crossed over when canoes. Whoa, Native Americans. If I can't say midget, you can't say Indians. I'll have to agree on that. <laughs> <The> nat- <laughs> yeah. All right. The consensus is in. When the Native Americans <laughs> crossed over from like the uh, the coast here and went to Catalina to like uh, establish, you know, their their land or whatever there, they brought over these like foxes, which then like whatever did something on the island and made these different type of foxes. And they're only there. And they're like they're literally only like this big. Well, Catalina has buffalo too, don't they? Or not bison? as many. They 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 used to have a shit ton, but now they don't have as many. Because they, they're not bringing them there anymore. I was going to say, they have to be inbreeding at some point. Yeah, yeah. So there is still, I think they said, because we did this last time we went, we did this like um, Humvee tour of the island. And then the dude we had, that driver, he was super knowledgeable, which was really cool. Um, but I think he said there was only like something like 90 buffalo left in the island. Because the island's actually really large. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, there's only two, basically two cities. You know what I mean? There's Avalon, which is the main city. That's where, like, the boats all go to. And then there's uh, Two Harbors. But Two Harbors is, is, like, they got, like, a grocery store and, like, you know, uh, a barber shop and, like, nothing, really. Huh. So, you know, people stay in Avalon. You know, that's where, the like, the clubs are and the bars and, like, the nightlife. You know what I mean? Like, that's, like, the major city of the island. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, some other maybe small, small, small developments and stuff or, like, areas a little bit outside of Avalon where they have, like, housing structures and stuff. But, uh Beyond that, really, you just stay there. Yeah, I've, I've never been out there before. It's cool, man. You know, like, there's a, a nice dive bar, and then there's, like, a fancy, like, a beach club for the daytime. Like, you know, you got, like, you can rent the cabanas. And, oh, okay. you know, it's 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 really nice, you know, and there's a lot of stuff to do. Um, you can rent a golf cart and cruise around. You can do, like, the little tour stuff. You can – there's a spot. There's a little house or, like, a hut or I don't know what you want to call it that just floats in the middle of the ocean, like, right by the beach club. And you can rent jet skis. Just, well, you know, cool. like there's a lot of, there's, there's a, actually kind of quite a bit of stuff to do. And it's like, um, you know, it's got a lot of nice places, uh, you know, which is nice, but, um, it, it, we go every year. So it's like, it's expensive. It's not cheap to go there. We usually go for a week, Oof. which is even more, but it's like my wife's family vacation. Mm-hmm. They've been doing it for like 40 something years. Okay. So that's cool to have the tradition. Her dad's been going ever since he was a kid. Like, it's like. You know, this long term, he's got friends that have been now go like since they were teenagers. Like, you know, it's just like this thing. So I'm like, you know, we do this vacation every year and all the different places we could have seen already. But we come back to Catalina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you ain't convincing them to not to go somewhere else. We've tried tradition. Yeah, it's neat because I don't have any of those. But, you know, so <laughs> but now I take my kids, too. So now my kids have been going every year and then they come and stay. And, you know, so it's like now they have a tradition. Yeah. So it's like we're starting this other thing with another, you know, line of people, you know, so it's it's fun, though. I think it's cool. It's all right. I'm going to check it out this coming summer. Yeah, I would. You know, you can do the parasailing. You know, yeah. there is quite a bit of stuff to do. I don't know if there's a week's worth of stuff to do. I'll probably do two days, three yeah, days. Yeah, two, three days. Yeah. I'm usually good by then. Yeah. You know, um, I've oh, visited wow. the places I want to visit, and then you're just kind of repeating. But it's like uh, we have the niece and nephew who are little, and they like to do the miniature golf and this and that. And, 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 you know, so there's always – they have like this – it's almost like for the week we're there, we have this schedule. And that gets exhausting. <laughs> it doesn't sound – a week anywhere is, is rough, like – now I can go back to this. We, when me and my wife went and uh, did our honeymoon, we stayed. We had this uh, all-inclusive resort in Cancun. Oh, that could be I'd good. I go back there for a month. That or Hawaii? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hawaii. I, th- I feel like there's a whole lot in Dubai that you can like. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't be, be able to do in a week. Am I wrong? 
I think you could do UAE. You, that's that's the whole country. I think you could do that in a, in a week. You probably want to do like four days Dubai, two or three days Abu Dhabi. You you could you could get it all done. And there's a lot of activities and stuff, but I mean, I I think you can get it done and then maybe go on to somewhere else from there. Like go visit. You but know, I, like, I feel like there's a lot to do though. It's not like uh, bro, I can handle Vegas for three days tops. Max, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I got a vacation coming up, um, in uh, end of the month uh, for Christmas, and I just found out. I get an extra day off from work, Dang. and I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm still, I'm gonna still keep my schedule the same. I want to be out where I'm going right. you know, for too long. I had, a, I have a buddy of mine who builds like off-road trucks, and he was building a prototype off-road truck for a, a, a place in Dubai, for them to check out, like ship one out there, and then they, if if everything worked, they're gonna like basically purchase a bunch from him because they rent them out to people that come visit, so they can go do a like pre-run trucks safari, out in the, yeah. In the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big money right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I started thinking now. Oh, I see all these wild ass videos coming out of like um, it, it's either like Saudi Arabia or Dubai. Like this dude just whipping wagons around, like oh, hanging bet. hanging out, like hanging out the windows, just doing donuts. Just is it a, is it got a crazy nightlife there? Yeah, it's it's like a Vegas type of nightlife over there. All the time too, huh? All the time. Yeah, all year round. Wow. Yeah. Summertime, it gets too hot there. Like, summertime, you can't really be outside. Oh, really? Yeah, unless you're, like, inside a pool, you're not walking around outside. Oof. It's like, because it's, like, Vegas heat with Miami humidity. It's like there's just, like, a hot, like, hair dryer blowing on your face. Oh. That's how someone described it to me before I'd been there in the summertime, and it's just like that. Wow. So you you don't, you go, you know, office, taxi, apartment, apartment, taxi, office, or you're in a pool, or you stay, you stay indoors. Oh. Um, so, but everything... To serve alcohol out there, it's everything's supposed to be connected to a hotel because it's for tourists. But yeah. everything is a hotel, so there's alcohol everywhere. Oh, and, wow. you know, women can dress however they want over there. Same as here. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a fun place to visit. How old were you when you went there? I was 27. Did you take it? Did you party a lot out there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. quick. A lot of a lot of the money that I made went right back into yeah. right back into Dubai. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, like when you went out there, what was your first like I guess reaction to like you know after after a few days of like kind of taking the things in and like you know like being out in the nightlife and stuff like that? What was what was it? Were you just like fuck yeah? So so I had a I had a German I had two German bosses when I was in Dubai. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it was, we were building a hotel out there. And um, one of them was a younger guy, like mid-30s, um, and then the other guy was, you know, in his 60s. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Germans are, you know, really strict, very, very, like, you know, diligent, militant on everything. And so I was hanging out with the younger boss a lot. He lived in this Shangri-La hotel. There was a bar there, uh, like a club bar, outdoor place called Eye Candy. And we would go there with him every night. We'd get, we'd get bottles. We'd stay up all night. I was coming into work a little bit late each day. And the other um, German boss told me, he said, hey, what do you think you're doing? He's like, you can't come in late. He goes, I don't give a fuck if you stay out until 6 in the morning. If you're not here by 8.30, you're losing a whole day's um, vacation, a whole day's time. He's like, I don't give a shit about the labor laws. That's what's going to happen to you. Oh, <laughs> and then, wow. And he goes, he goes, so if you, and he goes, and you do that a couple times, you're out of here. So from then on, I would still stay out late. But no matter what time I went home, I was in the office by 8.29 every day. Yep. And I was like, if you're going to do the crime, you have to do the time. Yep. And so I've always been like that now. You know, even if I if I party, I'll, uh, and I don't usually drink on Sundays or anything like that. I don't like to be hungover for Monday uh, yeah, for yeah. work. But if I am, I always go to work. It's just instilled in me now. And I'll, I'll never, maybe once every couple of years, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take the day off if, if I've had a big one. But 
No, I um. I'm gonna be 27 again. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, now you know it's 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 tougher. Yeah. I'm, Bro, I'm getting I'm a headache like, just thinking about. Yeah. It. But no, I mean, it, it was it was a good lesson too. You know, oh, yeah. and and I've and I've always kind of carried that forward. But yeah, I mean, it was um, it was it was cool. It was it was wild. You know, you're meeting people from everywhere. You can travel so easily from there. You know, you can be almost anywhere in Europe within four to six hours. Greece is four hours away. Oh, wow. Paris, London, six hours away. So, you know, uh, you know, I made friends out there, and we would travel once a month. So once a month, I'd go to a new place, whether it was, you know, London, whether it was Barcelona, whether it was Beirut, Lebanon, or whether it was Jordan, you know, go to, go yeah. to Petra and see things that you would never be able to see that easily living in the United States, you know. But living over there, you know, flying – you know, three hours to maybe maximum seven hours. It's yeah. easy. You know, Thailand. Did you do a lot of traveling uh, before you went out there, or was like it, no. once you got out there, it was a whole new, just no, a whole new yeah, experience? No, before that, I'd only been to you know like Florida or to Vegas or you know like just close by. You know, yeah, yeah. Never, but then out there, it just opened your eyes to like a whole new experience. And See that we're I, the way that I feel like Hawaii is like everything's expensive in Hawaii. You know, because they're yeah. so far out there. You know what I mean? Like even though they're part of America. Yep. I feel like country wise. It's the same as like, you know, um, <clears throat> like how they probably think about us. Like we're Hawaii to them, like how we think. Because you can go. It's like you said, you can go fucking everywhere over there. Yeah, you can see the world, you know, in hours. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. over here, it's fucking sixteen hours just to get somewhere cool. Yeah, you know, um, fuck. That's nice. The yeah. only things that were really far over there was United States and Australia. See? So yeah. you know, those are the those are the sixteen hour flights. But yeah. Everything else is is much closer, you know. You went to so Thailand, yeah. Was that cool? It was great. Yeah, great. I'm so scared to go to Thailand just because so many ladyboys over there. Like, <laughs> you don't know, man. It's a gamble. Yeah. I mean, I have to worry about it now. But I mean, before I was just like, like, there's some. I mean, oh fuck. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Like, there's there's shows where I'm just like, like there was a, this video I saw where this guy was like, yeah, he's like, I'm just gonna go down. Like, there was like these, these um these chicks and they're good looking chicks. And I use that term loosely chicks and this guy walk up and they're just like, Oh, what's up baby? Like this and that. And I mean, just rocking some big old titties and just, I mean, done up nice dude. And he was just like, he's like, uh, how big is your dick? And they just turn around and walk inside the little shack oh after hanging out of, yeah. I'm just like, dude, just like that. I was like, Oh, bro. Like it's a gamble out there. If you're partying, like yeah, I've heard tons of stories. Yeah. Dude, it, yeah. It's, it's rough, but I mean, Thailand's like been always been on one of the, the spots. Cause I like the buildings. Mm -hmm. I, I like, um, all like, uh, the, the Asian, like, uh, architecture. That's food, always been food is favorite. amazing. Um, going out is fun and it's dirt cheap. It's, it's, yeah, that's that's what, that's it's hard to spend a hundred dollars a day. That's what it's I've hard heard. to spend a hundred years and years and years ago. Um, I used to get tattooed in this guy's garage in Esperia and I met a guy in the garage cause Not the garage was a place. And, uh, uh, he was a chef in San Diego for six months out of the year. And the other six months, he would save money. And the other six months, he would live in Thailand. And he said, $100 a day, you live like a king. Mm -hmm. Massages, lobster, like everything, anything you want, $100 a day, you, you do it. It's like that. I, that that's right here. I heard, I heard you, yeah. could, lady you could live boys. like a king. Yeah, lady boys. <laughs> All the lady boys. All the good ones, too. <laughs> Just keep your pants on. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. I heard the Philippines are like that, too. Mm, I've um, never been there. Yeah, I heard. I heard you can live like a king for a month. Yeah. You know, on fifty bucks. Yeah, I always want to go to like Japan and stuff. I never. No, I don't. Well, no, I heard. I heard Japan's super. Is 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 um Dubai and everything like that out there like expensive like Japan or is it? Dubai's very expensive. Yeah, Dubai's probably more expensive than Japan. Um, 
Well, most things in Dubai are expensive. Gas, dirt cheap. Cigarettes, dirt cheap. Human labor, dirt cheap. But everything else, going out. So they're just food, pumping the gas drinks. right out of the ground yeah, out there. Yeah, Let's travel. Yeah. Dude, that's um, that's crazy. Like, like that blew my mind because... I mean, I'm naive when, it, like I said, I don't travel. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm just a fucking. I've barely traveled. So dude, I don't know nothing about it. Either. I'm a Southern California redneck. Like, I I I, I thought you could only Brown live in neck. Dubai if like you're some kind of like um, royalty, like a hundred percent. Like mo- I th- most of Dubai is is expats. I would say eighty five percent of Dubai is expats. What's it's an expat? A, a, someone from another place that's living and working over there. Oh, gotcha. So they they brought in all the expats. Maybe it's changing a little bit more as more of them get. Um, d- develop different skills and, you know, going to, going to school. But, no, the, the expats are the ones that are, you know, coming in to build all the buildings and, um, you know, be the, be the doctors, be, be the lawyers. And, you know, they, they definitely do have locals that do those jobs, but the local population is, is, is very, very small compared to all the expats from all over the world that come and live there. Is there a good education system there or things and things like that for that nature for the people who – are already like raised and established there to, to get in on or how does that work? I don't, you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure to be mm-hmm. honest. I, I mean, I, I had some friends that I met there that, that grew up out there and went to high school and stuff there, but most of them went out of the country to go to college and then they would come back there. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch the UFC when, when, uh, during COVID when they built the, uh, that was like their fight island. They do, they do a lot of them out there yeah, in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and uh, Abu Dhabi. I think Abu Dhabi owns, sorry, I, mean, uh, I no, think no. that they own part of the UFC, like a well, significant portion Probably so they there. can gamble out there. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's no gambling out there, but I'm sure there's oh, like some kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are they doing some some side bets. Yeah, over there? yeah. no, well, uh, like when you watch the fights, like it's just all like I 100%. Yeah, I, I know. Like, like, they were all robed out. Yeah, yeah like they're yeah. like sheiks or something like that. I was yeah. like, oh, these are all kings or some or princes. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and, and, and not like to be like an asshole type of stereotype. I 100% thought that's just how it was over there. Like I heard Saudi Arabia, you can only go over there if you're invited. Like that's I don't know if that's true or not. Right. That's just what I what I hear. Like you have to have like an invitation, just because I hear like um on 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 um other podcasts like comedians and stuff like that. Oh, uh, Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy. Yeah, he I was like that he was saying that he um he was talking about how he went over there, but he had to be invited. You have to be invited, and they give you a rundown of all the rules and stuff like that. Like how weird. that's, but I I don't know if that's true or not. But I just assumed like it was just like that all over. There. Like everybody was just wealthy and you know, some kind of royalty out there. Like I just thought like ball out UFC. Yeah. So, like, so Dubai um, realized, you know, 20, 30 years ago that they're going to run out of oil at some point. Abu, Abu Dhabi has all the oil. Abu Dhabi is the capital of the UAE and they're, they're the very, very rich Emirate. Each of the places is called the Emirate. It's like a state. There's, uh-huh. there's a, I think there's seven of them. Um, so Dubai realized that. So they started trying to figure out their plan for the future. And they said, our plan is tourism. So they, that's why they've built all of these different islands and all these different, you know, indoor skiing and, the, you know, the skydiving and, you know, the, the metro and, like, connecting the whole place is because they wanted it to be a big tourist uh, destination. And so that's what it has become. And Abu Dhabi still has all of the oil and all of the wealth, but they, they've, they've become the same. They've got a Louvre Museum there now. They've got a Guggenheim Museum. Um, they just had the Formula One this last weekend. The last race of, yeah. of, of every year is in Abu Dhabi in this place called Yas Island, Yas Marina Circuit, and they just had that. That's their biggest weekend of the year is wow. the Abu Dhabi F1. Um, and people from all over the world come for it. You know, all of the big yachts from all over the world are there. Um, you know, all of the celebrities, all of the girls, everyone's out there. And uh, so they've, they've really made it, you know, it's open to everybody. It's, it's, it's a big, big tourist destination now. And how far is Abu Dhabi away from Dubai? 
like an hour and a half in the car. Oh, wow. That's Riverside. Easy. That's Riverside. Yeah. Yeah, that's gnarly. I, I, I've always, and I watch all, that's how I travel, YouTube videos, like, or, or shows, like, people who traveling. Like, I live I live through that, like, and I watch, I, I see them um, doing tours of um, Abu Dhabi and, and stuff like that, and, and, like, Japan, but they're always saying, like, Japan is the most expensive place to go visit, even though it looks fucking rad. Yeah, it looks rad. Like, I was watching a video where this dude checked in. Um, oh, actually, what he was doing was he was going to do a tour of, um, in Japan, I guess they had a radio or one of those nuclear sites had a meltdown or whatever. So, like, it, they had to close a whole town. So, he was going to do a tour, you know, of that town and stuff like that. But he was checking into a hotel. Not a single person was there to check him in. It was all robots. Just And it was a, it was a Velociraptor. Robot checking him in. He was talking to a, a, a raptor robot checking awesome. him in. I was like, dude, that's like, how fucking red is that? Everything's in a vending machine, but like, yeah, it's it's all it's yeah. all pricey. But I'm just like, I've seen pictures because I've I've known a bunch of people that go out, have gone there to visit or go out there every year for like the um the Moon Eye show and stuff. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And it looks very interesting. Yeah, it's definitely it, it's it looks like a culture sh- culture oh, big time. shock. Like you know, you'd be a giant out there. Oh no, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the thing, though. Everybody's so short. There's short people out there. In Japan? Yeah. Tons of short people. When I went out there, um, they had this, uh, you can do Mario Kart, but on the street. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I've seen fuck. that. Yeah. What? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's dangerous, but you put on the Mario, the outfit, and you go. And, they, and it's <laughs> like it's like the game, too, because there's like the Rainbow Bridge. There's all this stuff. And you're just, and these are like carts that go like 40 miles, 50 miles an hour. And it's like Fast and Furious. They've got like a front leader and a back leader that like block off the streets and stuff. And you're just whipping around the whole what? city. It's the coolest way that I've ever seen a city. Because you go through all the different you neighborhoods. You did it? I did it, yeah. Oh, yeah. You go through what? all the different neighborhoods. Let me see if I've got a picture. And, um, <laughs> what? And, uh, I've seen yeah, that shit. You, uh, you really uh, get to kind of get a, get a feel for all of those. That's, oh, yeah. That's the raddest shit I've ever, bro. Yeah. I, I grew up. Who didn't grow up on Mario Kart? Oh, like? I, don't, I don't even want to know them if they didn't. Bro. <laughs> Bro, I still be playing Mario Kart. You bro, know that, bro. I would get so mad when like somebody get Yoshi before me. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, those are the shifter carts. They're um, yeah, they yeah. are. And yeah. I, I don't know if they still have it right now because one hundred percent people have to die doing this. I mean, oh, I would imagine. And I think, but the, but the Japanese are very good drivers. So I think that's that's something that Not helps over as here. well. The <laughs> ja- Japan, Japan in general, I think that they're very cautious drivers. Um, they probably so. have to because the population's huge out there, mm-hmm. isn't it? Well, I figured it was like it's like like all the videos I see of it. It's just it looks like like how I pictured New York back in the just condensed. Yeah, people it's just, just nobody drives. Everyone just walks everywhere because yep. there's so many people. But I also heard that there's no. Um, uh, personal space over there, like they don't know how no. to how they're to like, not be. Ru- back. They're like you guys are like when they're walking mm-hmm. on the streets. It's like right there, there's that one crossing. I can't remember the name of it right now, but it's very famous. Yeah. Like, it was, it was, it was always the busiest like crossing in the world, like crosswalk. Yeah, I can't remember the name right now. Um, but yeah, we went at the wrong time of year. I went with a couple of buddies of mine. Um, it's probably like five years ago. We went right after Christmas, like going into New Year's, but we didn't know that's like one of the only times that the Japanese take a couple weeks off. So oh, a lot yeah. of the stuff was closed um, and um, it was, you know, it was still cool, but it was kind of cold. And everybody's a lot of stuff was out. Closed. Huh? Yeah. But I think I heard the best time, I think, is like March during this Japanese cherry blossom festival or oh, something like that. When all the trees change and yeah. And don't they do the lantern stuff at that time, too? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool to see. Are they, like, yeah. those lanterns they all put in the No, I, I, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Sick. Yeah. 
What, yep. a, what an interesting place. I've always liked like the architecture and stuff, like all that mm-hmm. stuff in Japan. I think it's yep. always been neat. And we got donkey shows in TJ, so <laughs> 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 nothing cool like, yeah, no. like that. Fuck, dude. See, like we're missing out, dude. We get all the... Ugh. Well, you know, one of my friends just moved to Germany. Like he just, just did the the job. Germany's a probably well, what I've heard is a weird place. I've never been actually. Yeah, I've heard it's a weird place. What's, so they what's, have like the red district, right? That's that's Amsterdam, I think. The red light district. Isn't that all the same place though? No, no, no Amsterdam. <laughs> but uh, I heard Berlin is like a crazy place. That's where yeah. that's where that's where my friend moved to. Like yeah. he just posted vi- like they do Christmas like way harder than we do. I don't even like, like it. Like it tripped me out. I was like. And I'm not saying like I'm expecting to see like you know old old fucking Hitler statues and shit like that. I just you don't <laughs> you don't know. I'm not no. I said I don't expect to see that stuff. Like I, I understand. You like, thought about it. I mean, when you're a kid, that's what you think, though, right? Like I don't know. My family was from Germany, oh, so shit. I didn't think that way. <laughs> <laughs> that explains why you call them Indians and not Native Americans. Um, but uh, no, like the pictures, like I was like, dude, I'm, I was not expecting that. It looks like it's like old. It, it's like old buildings. It seems yeah. like old. Um, like weird templish looking buildings, like just yeah. some old school stuff covered in fucking Christmas lights. Dude, everyone's yeah. having a good old time. I was like, dude, it's weird thinking about the uh, length of time the United States has been here compared to all the other like countries like Europe and all that stuff, you know, yeah, shit. Yeah. It, all that stuff's been there for so much longer than this, you know, and like has all the old buildings and all the old brick architecture. You know what I mean? It's kind of interesting. Well, you know, I, I think part of what I was just thinking about now, part of what my problem is, is you think that like your, your raise thinking like, nothing is better than America. You know what I mean? Like everywhere else sucks. Like everywhere else is all communist and stuff like that. And everyone, everyone that I know that's been everywhere else, like all the cool spots, not those shitty yeah. like, you know, spots. Everyone says that they're fucking cool. Like, but it's just visiting. Uh-huh. Visiting and living is two different things. Cause like, I know a lot of people from different countries that live here uh-huh. and they all tell you every person I've ever met that, that was from a different country, um, whether it's Europe, Italy, you know, Mexico, you, you know, all over the place will say that the, no matter what is happening, especially right now, it's all crazy. This is still the best country to live in. Quality of life here and level of service and things like that. You can't find that anywhere. Even yeah. in places like Dubai, where they say there's a seven star hotel or Thailand or any of these places, it's still, uh, you know, seven guys that don't know how to do what one guy here is trained to do, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it, it really is a level of service here. And, you know, things, things are cheap here or a lot cheaper than they are. Most, most places, uh-huh. uh, most other places are, are very expensive compared to being in the United States, you know? And the places that aren't expensive, you probably don't want to live there. Right. Yeah. Well, there's, uh, there's no free refills in any of these other places either. Yeah. Yeah. See, <laughs> don't take that for granted. But I'm saying also, what do those people look like? They're not getting free refills though. Like, we, we're the fattest country, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, but I mean, if you go to the Philippines, you know, I mean, like I said, like we talked to earlier, you can live like a king on a hundred bucks, yep. but I'm always seeing people in the news. Like, or the, I think the president said like <laughs> that he gave the cops permission to shoot anybody affiliated with drugs. Like if you're, if you're a suspected Drug. I'm talking about pot. Yeah, well. pot. You get shot over pot. Like people are getting killed, <laughs> executed over this kind of thing. Like for bringing stuff in. Like and that, that that goes to show you though. You know what I mean? It's it's one thing traveling, visiting, and 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 being a tourist in these places. I think it's a whole different thing uh, living there and having to abide by these these stricter laws. I think. In general, most countries are way stricter than the United States. Well, I heard China. You're not. You don't get the r- regular internet. Like they give you an internet when you. Doesn't go China, over isn't there. China doing that weird digital stuff now, where they're like scanning you and like having like you know like, 
where they they know if you've broken laws and all sorts what? of weird shit. You haven't seen any of that stuff? You know what I'm talking about? No, no. I think you're probably right, but I don't know. I don't Maybe know I was watching too much Total Recall about. or something. <laughs> dude, I was just, what's the, the Minority Report? Yeah, minority like, report. Dude, I, I, but if, if something's gonna, like that's going to come up, it's probably going to be in China. Oh, like they're hardcore strict from what I hear. Yeah. You know, but you know, but if we went and visited there, it'd be probably be fine. You'd probably go there and come back and be like, China was awesome. But you know what I mean? That's 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 the, the trade off. Well, I mean, it's like when I tell people about Albuquerque, I'm like, oh, Albuquerque's cool to pass through. Yeah. But I, exactly. I, I wouldn't want to stay. I, I wouldn't want. But when this guy game. goes and visit, he goes and visit the nice part of Albuquerque, and he's like, "Oh, I love it there. Good luck finding one of those." It's like when I go to Wyoming. I'm like, "Fuck, I fucking love Wyoming. How am I gonna make money there?" You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. think about moving out of the California all the time, but how am I gonna make money there? Like, I mean, we we, we have a website. Yeah, we can make money right. relatively everywhere, but the reality of what we do, being in our culture, in the motorcycle culture, like we, how we are, and and dominant in it, and heavy into it. You know what I mean? Just like you're doing. How much has that shown, like, how it's elevated what you're doing? Oh, definitely. And, and I've thought the same as well. Um, I thought, like, I'd maybe like to move back to Chicago. But yep. I, I've got I've got so many clients here and so many events here. And also, um, this is for you, too. It's a it's a 24, you know, it's it's a 365-day-a-year riding, yep. riding uh, mm-hmm. state. Whereas yep. Illinois, maybe they can ride four months out of the year. Maybe, yeah. you know. So it's it's different. Yeah. But it's also weird, you know, that the some of the public policy and safety things are strange to me. Like, Illinois has no helmet law, Ugh. but lane splitting is illegal. Or, you know, California, helmet law, but lane splitting is, is legal. So it's, it's – I don't know how they come up with these things or how it balances out. Yeah. I think that uh, – I think laws like that, for one, are weird. I think that, okay, seatbelt law, helmet law, that's it's like a pro-choice thing, right? It should be your choice to wear. I understand why you need to wear. I wear my seatbelt and I wear a helmet. And even when I go to states that don't require a helmet, I wear a helmet because that's like the weirdest thing to not wear while riding a motorcycle. You know what I mean? Maybe don't wear your gloves, but you only got one brain. <laughs> you know what I mean? You fucking smack that thing. You're dunzy. Yep. I've done two different places where I didn't wear a helmet. I rode around Hawaii without a helmet. But also because the bike I rented that came, the helmet came with, like, pressed on my head all weird and gave me a gnarly migraine. Mm-hmm. And then me and Dylan, when we did our Sturgis trip, we went through Yellowstone with no helmets, which you know, I felt kind of a little safer. We were in a national park, you know, like, mm-hmm. but it, I don't do the, I don't understand the no helmet thing. I've, right. I've, I've done it a couple of times. I, um, I was in uh, Gilbert, Arizona, and, yeah. and, you know, my friend was like, I say at my friend's house. Worst, one of the worst places to do it. Yeah, and he was just like, he, he's like, you're going to ride with your, because I, I, you know, rode out there, yeah. and he was like, you're going to ride with your, with your helmet? I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. I made it two lights yeah. down Higley, dude. I turned back around. I was like, dude, it feels so fucking yeah, weird. I don't like it. And you get, you get paranoid. I'm just like, fuck, bro. Yep. Here we go. Because, I mean, you're, this fucking thing, it's big. It's going to splat like oh, a brick, yeah. dude. You, like you might hit a bug and hurt your head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm taking but seriously, bugs. bugs do hurt also. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, I don't get these guys riding no helmet, like no, just wearing glasses. Bugs hit my helmet all the time. Yeah. You know, they're getting beamed in the face by a beetle or something. That shit's mm-hmm. got to fucking hurt, man. Yeah. I, yeah. It, it, it trips me out. It, and, I, and I don't understand why, like, that. none of the other states, they legalize lane splitting. Yeah. That's that's to me that's the trippiest thing. Like. I've seen a chart and I'd have to find it. I think I screenshot it, but I saw a chart one day where there's gray areas of lane splitting in certain states. So it's like not illegal, but it's not also legal. That's right. how California was for a long time, wasn't it? I think it still is. They're, no, I think California it is legal. What's well, legal, but they don't have like any tr- what way I understand it. And you may know more. What I've read well, a couple of years ago, there's no real guidelines to the uh, to lane splitting. CHP has their guidelines right it's not law it's just like 
guidelines like you, they're not supposed to do it over 35 miles an hour and you're not supposed to do it 10 any faster than 10 miles an hour than the speed of traffic that's right yeah and um but yeah we split lanes at 90 right you know and everybody does this i mean and, i follow and, chp and wait, all the time the cops doing it. Yeah, yeah i just saw one yesterday yeah, yeah i thought well, there's plenty of times where i see them coming up behind me i'll pull over let them go and then i just follow them mm -hmm. oh you know real quick ramen if i get a speeding ticket do i call you <laughs> but we don't we don't handle speeding tickets. Okay. I, get, I get that question a lot. No, yeah, that's, maybe that's maybe what we question. should to to help people out. But no, we just even I, when I did, it, I used one of those ticket clinics. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they, they 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 got it handled for me actually. I think yeah. it was like two hundred bucks, and then um, I think I think they show up for you, and the, the cop didn't show up on my day. But I've done it years ago where I went there and waited all day and the cop showed up and I had to pay the ticket anyway. So <laughs> I just want to do that again. I was, I was tied up there, I think for like five or six hours and I was like the last one and he was there. So yeah. Cause we, we, there's a local guy down there. I'm pretty sure he's down in San Diego. Um, fuck, Mr. Ticket. Everyone's like, Oh, you, everywhere I go, I like, Oh, hit up Mr. Ticket. So I don't know if it's just like a nationwide thing or whatever, if it's just one dude, but, um, the last, the last couple of tickets that I got, I, I did the, the first time I did it, um, I just was like, let me see what happens. You know, I'll just show up, you know, say not guilty. And the cop didn't show up. I got, I got let off the hook, but that's the one where the, me and Sean got pulled over uh, and Sean went to court and he was just like, uh, guilty, you know, hoping he can get his, his, uh, the price of ticket lower. They're like, nah. And, and then I, the I same time, I like I, going to court. I just pay it. I, the, the same time I went the same time and I said, not guilty. They're like, okay, come back. And cop never showed up. And then um, I ended up getting pulled over by the same cop a couple months later. <laughs> so that, remember you? Uh, no, no. But it's funny because when I was working at the dealership, he showed up and then then he remembered. And then, oh, he was actually a baseball coach with Sean. He did remember us because he was a baseball coach um, in Sean's uh, kids' uh, little league. Uh -huh. And then they recognized each other and he was just like, oh, yeah, I caught you guys going over 100. You know, but he knew the whole deal. Oh, yeah. Um, but he didn't remember me on the second time, though. Uh, but I remembered him because of his demeanor. You know what I mean? So when I got that ticket, I was like, "What was it like? Like a cop?" Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, no. But you know what? And he was cool in the sense that he didn't talk to me. Yeah. He was just like license registration, pop up. Here you go. You know what I mean? Like didn't give me no shit. And then um, I thought, no way, he's gonna let me off the hook with this one. So I went and I um, got a hold of just a a random firm. It wasn't like one of those Mister Ticket or Mister Get You Out of yeah. you know thing or no catch. It was just law offices of so and so. You know, and I guess they all handle it. So. Um, they took care of it. It was like, I think, I think I paid like a hundred bucks for a, a retaining fee or whatever. And then I heard from him like six months later and they're like, Oh, we got it cleared. But Lacey got a ticket. And I was like, Oh yeah, she gets everybody. Cause everybody knows who this lady is or her firm is. Yeah. And then, um, I don't, I, I don't know the, the specifics of Lacey's ticket. She wouldn't let me see it, but <laughs> <laughs> she ended up, um, you know, we went through them and it didn't work out. And they said, well, we got it reduced to like 600 bucks. And I was like, what the fuck? What was the ticket for? That's what yeah. I said, dude. Jeez. I was like, fuck, were you shooting out the window when you were driving? Or what the <laughs> fuck were you doing, dude? Whoa. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's just one of those things. Like, it's nice to just have one of those things. But I, I figure like, it, like that's what they have. To, that's all they do is those type of things, right? Because I imagine that takes a lot of time. I bet. Because a lot of people are getting tickets. People but if they're are, just, if they're probably just, it's a, it's a ticket is form. Is it a thing though? Like, do they go right? ticket they, form? If they're just nailing tickets all day long, it's just. Do they show up or do they call it in or like how does I mean, that I, work? I don't know. I'm, I've, I've never done it before. That's so that's I'm just so sure. weird to me. I'm like, fuck. Do they yeah. wait down there because I, when I go, when I went that one time, I was there for like three hours. So they saw you coming. Just though. just for five minutes of. Suspect Brown, probable cause Brown. Probable cause Brown, <laughs> bro. Let me tell you what. When I was in that court, when I was in that courthouse, it's in the hallway. They were late to come back from lunch or whatever, 
and I was just watching all these cops show up, and I couldn't remember what the cop who gave me a ticket. I couldn't remember what he looked like. And then I was just like, is that him? And I was like trying to look at the name tags, and I was like, oh, that's not him. I was fucking sweating because there was all windows. They all thought you were mad dogging them, probably. (laughs) You can see I was watching. I watched a cop get off a fucking bus, bro. He took a bus to the courthouse. Wow. What kind of asshole takes a bus to show up to court, bro? Bro, I was just like, what the hell, dude? I was like, of course that would be my. No, he never showed up. And the whole time I was in court, I was just looking around like. Is he fucking showing up every time that door would crack open? I thought you were a unibomber. bomber. Well, because I knew what Sean got on his ticket, and I was like, dude, I'm not trying to pay 550 bucks <laughs> for this ticket, dude. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, come to find out that the guy was actually in an accident, so he was laid up in the hospital. But God damn, dude, like, you got to sit there and wait, and all the other lawyers were sitting in there, too, just hanging out. I'm like, bro, that's all these guys do all day is just That's got to be so boring. Dude, it's yeah. it's rough. And then you got to sit through, sit through all the people that are explaining their dumbass fucking stories, you know, oh like God. I was in there and this girl, she was, I forgot how fast she was going. She was, she was going like over freeway speeds in obviously like a residential, um, you know, area. So they fucking, um, she comes in and they're like, well, we're going to um, suspend your license, but it was stupid. We're going to suspend your license for like two weeks. And she was like, uh, oh, I don't have my license with me. They're like what? Like, how'd you get here? So I drove, you drove here. Yep. All right. Fucking jammed her up, took her in the back, and fucking cuffed her up. Wow. Yeah, but like all these people, like explain their stupid. Let me tell you, like, and like, no, and the judge never sides with them. Even, no, it, I like, I, I remember the, still the one that I went to where I sat there the whole time. Everyone's got some just <laughs> cockamamie story. <laughs> yeah. Even one guy had kind of a good story. I, I, I believed him a little bit. Um, but the judge yeah. still, the judge still said no. He still sided. As soon with as you cop. open your mouth, like even the yeah. even the first court they go to where it's just guilty or not guilty. That's all you got to fucking say. It's one or two words. Motherfuckers are out there just, well, let me tell you what happened. No, no, no. Just, it's guilty or not guilty. That's one or two. And I'm just sitting there like, motherfucker, I got to go to work. Let's go. Like, I always wanted to, like, if I get pulled over speed, I always just went, I got diarrhea, man. I, I got to go now. <laughs> Dude, it's got to work at some point. It's got to work at some point. It's got to work at because some point. Because that's like the big, that's like the thing everybody can, like, uh, you know, relate to. At some point driving. At one point, you ate something you shouldn't have ate, and you got bubble guts, and you're trying to get the fuck home, bro. You know, and, and you're like, just go, man, just go, <laughs> dude. I, I I live in a, I live in a rough spot, and I remember I've I've cut. Uh, it was like just recently, I was just like, dude, I was out shopping, doing some Christmas shopping, and then I was like, and I was talking to some people that I ran into that I knew, and I was like. And then just right there, I was just sitting there talking mid mid sentence. I got the shit shivers, and I was like, oh, "The shit shivers." I, I gotta go, dude. I jumped in there, and it was like all lights to my house. And I, I fucking broad daylight, dude. It was like a Sunday, and I was like, "Fuck this, we're going." I just started. I just started cutting the lights, dude. I'm just like, "This is not gonna go well, the bro." Shit like, shivers. and I was like, "You know what? If I get pulled over, I'm fucking done." The only way I'm getting out of this ticket, if I shit, that's what I say. The only yep. way I'm getting out of this, if I shit my pants. Yep. See. Shit coming on my back. I look like my son just fucking <laughs> a blowout, dude. I'm just like, dude, I was like, this is not going to go well, man. Oh, like, man. That's my biggest fear oh, is yeah. getting pulled over when when I'm on a shit run. Oh. Like, that's the worst. Like, I'm like, dude. One night, me and Amy went drinking in, in Orange County, and uh, <laughs> we got too drunk. You know, we were, we were Ubering. We went and visited visit a friend. We were Ubering from bar to bar, and we got too drunk to drive home. But I didn't want to stay out there. And uh, so we Ubered. Back to Riverside, like on the on the down though, out of the app with the guy. How, oh. mu- how much? This much. All right, cool. Let's go. And on the way, I'm like, fuck. You know, we're get we're like on the 91, getting close. I'm like, you start uh, sweating. Yeah, I'm like, nah, dude. I, we got. We, again, I need you to pull over. 
you got to pull over right now. Go to this gas station right now. <laughs> I had to get out of that car so quick, bro. <laughs> it was going to happen one way or another. <laughs> I felt bad. I made it, though. <laughs> yeah, bro. It, it's getting more dicey the, the older I get, dude. Oh, yeah. You got to get that prostate checked. Oh, fuck. I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> fuck. Oh, fuck. You. Oh, man. Well, I guess, I mean, you know, I feel like we got a lot of stuff answered, which I liked because, you know, like I told you for a long time, we've had a lot of questions, yeah. you know, um, and I, and I feel like the questions we had are general questions that most people have in their head at one point, like, cause none of us know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. Um, we, you know, it was, it was actually nice to be able to share the info and it was fun too. I kind of liked how we, I, I've never done one of these before. Yep. So it was kind of fun how we started talking about traveling and different stuff yep, and ended yep. up talking about shitting our pants. Like, <laughs> it just goes full circle. It went you know? full circle yeah. all the way yeah. back down uh, to the rawest form. Yeah, it's, it's, usually, it's usually how it goes on here, but you know what, this kind of, um, you know, hopefully did for a lot of other people too. But like after my, after my only experience, you know, if I was ever getting an accident, I, I 100%, I'm not. I would, you know, I would say I'm not fucking, I'm just going to let the insurance handle it. Yep. You know, if, you know, if it happens, it happens. It don't, it don't, you know what I mean? Cause I just, I don't, I don't want to go. It left such a bad fucking taste yeah. in my mouth with that last experience. Like, you know, you just assume everybody is like that, you know? And then, um, to actually get down and have the, have the breakdown, you know, how it goes, you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. now I, I have an idea. So, you know, God forbid, you know, yep. something, something like that that's, ever happens I think to me that's again. fake though. Hit that one. All right. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I think the biggest thing is too, though, you know, to, to know that, that there's somebody out there to call because, again, us us promoting RX2 Law, you know, uh, and p- other people promoting RX2 Law, you know, people are just like, oh, you know, blah, 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 right? You know, so having you sit down with us to be able to ask questions too and, and have more information out there for the people who are listening, yeah. I think is going to be a world of difference. You know, it's all questions, again, all questions I've had for a long time because I have no idea. You've had questions because you've been in the exper- in the experience now. And it definitely pulled a lot of information out to help people if they are in an accident or need help now. And now you guys know the information too. You yep. know? So if somebody yeah. asks you, hey, what mm-hmm. should I do? Aside from calling a lawyer, say, hey, make sure you get a police report. Yep. Make sure you go in for treatment. You know, go on AVO. Check, yep. check, check out different lawyers. You know, even if it's, you know, I hope you guys will refer me. But, oh, you know, of course. But, 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 you know, go on AVO. So if you're talking, if they say, hey, I'm talking to a guy from Law Tigers. I'm talking to a guy from Russ Brown. I'm talking to a guy from here. And those are marketing firms, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm talking to one of these guys, say, well, find out the attorney's name look them up and see what their reviews are, see what their ratings are, because you're going to have be having to deal with this person for 12 to maybe 36 months. And yeah. if you, if you are going to be dealing with someone that long, you want to be comfortable with them and you want to know that you can reach out anytime and they're not going to try to finesse or bully you in any way towards yeah. taking something that's <clears throat> not fair to you. Well, yeah. and I think going into our relationship when we sat down and discussed uh, different opportunities like that and learning the way the differences between some of these other organizations, the way they pick your lawyer or just form things out to different lawyers to handle the people where you're right here in front of us. You know, we can talk to you whenever we want. And so can the client. Right. I think, again, that makes a huge difference. It, it, it's some and, you know, everybody if you ride, you know, or because, or, you know, or drive. You know, it's something that you should keep, especially if you're riding, especially if you ride like how we ride. Safe you, as hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but also often. Also yeah. Often. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? You have to, you, it, it's, it's good to know that you have other options. You know what I mean? Like yep. you know, too many times we see, you know, um, on certain Facebook pages and stuff like that, that that's just dedicated to motor motorcycle accidents just to let you know like where it's at you know check on your riders you know yeah i think california my, a motorcyclist rider down page yep you know um you see stuff like that i was like fuck dude like 
hopefully they talk to somebody, you know what I mean? Because I've, I've been through it, you know what I mean? And, and just some hardcore people out there say, like, I don't want to fucking do anything. But, you know, there, there you go. You see, and I'm not hating on, on um, you know, those, uh, what are those, those um, fundraiser pages. No, no. Not, not off rope. GoFundMe? Yeah, GoFundMe yeah. and stuff like that. I was like, dude, I was like, there's other options yeah. other than this. You know, you just, just, just mm. be, just be on it. You know what I mean? Like people should know when they ride, like how we ride. And, and it, it's a majority of, you know, the followers, the listeners, you know, yep. you know, we all, we all ride the same and you need to know, you know yep. what I mean? Like I said, I didn't know back then, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, and I wasn't doing you'd, anything you'd hardcore. You'd be balling right now if you knew. Bro. <laughs> 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 I, I, you know, um, it, it, it's a, it's a bummer. It could, it could change a lot of things. You know what I mean? It definitely it, can. You see a lot of people who are in these gnarly accidents who can't work. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and I understand where the GoFundMe would, you know, be beneficial for them, which you know, for whatever the case is, you know what I mean? But like, there's times where like, Yo, somebody just pulled out in front of me, and I'm I've got two broken legs. Yep, you know what I mean. And dude, hit up Ramen RX too. Yep, for sure, for sure. Well, Ramen, I just want to say thank you for yeah, taking the time thanks, coming guys. out. Yeah, you know, um, definitely like to get you back on. Maybe we could do one with you and Roji at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be a that'd fun be nice one. To, yeah, that'd be nice to have Roji yep, out. Yep, so yep. You can get Brandon Quaid out here maybe for one of them too. Yep, Ooh, definitely. And he lives close by. Yep, yep, definitely, yeah. definitely. Or we do that one in the nighttime so we can. There we go. Yeah. Now we're talking. There we go. There it is. Now we're talking. I like where this is going already. We need to do, just set up live in like a restaurant or a bar. Mm. Just do it right there in the booth. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, how can people get a hold of you? How, what do they need to do? But they need to go on uh, the app store, download they, the RX2 yeah, law app. the RX2 app, and then uh, the direct line is 800-500-4RX2. That's 4792. Yep. Um, 24-7. Uh, we're here, and... I hope you guys never have to call us, but if you do, you know, I hope you give us a shot to help you out, and um, we're always here. What's the gram? Um, it's at RX2Law. Perfect. Yeah, it is. All yeah. right, go give them a follow. Make sure to check them out. If you're in need, get at them. Download the app anyways just because, you know, it doesn't take up much space, and it's there. Take care of yourself. Do that shit. Yep, boom. All right. All right. Until next Thanks, time. Guys. Yep, yeah. for sure. That was good. Oh.